this off now. Yeah, turn it off now. Football's coming home. Welcome to episode 9 of the Ian Prendercast, another sports podcast, brought to you as always by MGA Traffic, mindful, work-life balance, sustainable, MGA Traffic. The three lines are roaring, LeBron is on his way to La La Land, Daniel Ricciardo's bottom lip is dragging on the ground, Carlton's captain has recommitted and Hawthorne favourite has called it quits. I think we'll start with AFL, we'll work our way through to the World Cup a little bit like we did last week. I'm not sure about you, Fab, Yep. and Alex. G'day, Sean. Yeah, sure. Last week, yeah, footy was Alex. Fab, Alex. Last Go week, on, in the AFL was pretty good from a game point of view. Uh, listen, a lot of, there were um, some goals, some scoring at least. I thought there was quite a few good matches, yeah. somewhat importantly for a change. And I think it just shows to me that all this talk of premature sort of these rule changes and really fundamentally changing the game is just we're putting the cart before the horse. Mm-hmm. We, I don't think we need to do a lot of it. It just seems like we have an outlier. Maybe it is it's one one weekend, so we don't want to get too carried away. But it was a really good weekend of footy. Oh, it, was, it was it was decent. Um, it's always helped when, when you spent last week calling me Johnny Raincloud. Yeah, no, 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 I'm saying it was decent. It wasn't. It wasn't. You know, vintage. It was decent. It was, it was, was decent. It was, was some, a bit of buzz around. Some good, you know, high scoring games. No one really got flogged. Um, so, yeah, I just think with the rules to quote the great Ian Malcolm. Mm-hmm. Life finds a way. And if we just let the game evolve, what are you squinting at me for, Fab? That was a major tenant of the whole film series. In Ian, fact, the Ian, last one as Ian well. Malcolm. Yeah. Jurassic Park. Yeah. Who? Uh, your mate, Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. Ian Malcolm. Is that what he's... Oh, man. You, you guys love love yourselves. Some love Jeff. Jurassic Park. Wow, we. Jeff, what's his name? Ian what? <laughs> what was his role? At the park. He no, was, he was bought on, he was a consultant, he's a mathematician, a K-artician. And K-artician. He was bought into the park K-artician. to assess, K-artician, to assess like the the vulnerabilities of the park and just provide sort of a, it's like a Vulnerabilities, update, wasn't there's it? dinosaurs yeah. behind the no, walls. But, but they had to, for legal purposes, to get the green light and whatever. They In the first one, this is like one of the most popular movies of all time. Why am I explaining the plot to him? <laughs> some some uh, listeners might not know. They so might be the, too young. So, um, Mr. Hammond had to bring a bunch of experts. He's the old bloke, David Attenborough. David Attenborough. Yeah, that's right. Owner of InGen, since revealed in Jurassic World 2 that he had a partner we've never heard of before. That's right. Yeah. Um, he was tasked to bring in a whole bunch of consultants to basically sign off on the park and give endorsements to the park mm. and whatever so that they could go back to the board and say it's been ratified and it's been <laughs> recommended. Yep. And Ian Malcolm, a K-artician, was one of those people brought on to and he, assess and he, the park. So what was, Newman, what was Newman's role? He was a technician at the park. He was like an IT They'd guy. They'd spared no expense, but they had one one guy doing all of the computer work. No, they didn't because the park wasn't fully open. It was just <laughs> the one dude. And then they brought him in on the weekend that was like the worst for, for weather they could have possibly expected. But they only needed one dude. He was only operating two cars. What was hidden in the shaving cream? The embryos for the dinosaurs. That was that was supposed to be the key to the follow-on of these movies, and they never they went back never to that. Even, you know why? Because Spielberg, like us, got sidetracked, and he <laughs> decided instead to remake King Kong. <laughs> and then they've sort of done that again with Jurassic World. They've remade a remake of an old film. Yeah, I didn't want to give away. Oh, any, I didn't anything, mind the second but one, but I'm the idea not was watch it. just setting it up. I mean, in the have you read the books? 
uh, yeah, a long time so ago. So there's two companies. Are we recording this? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is this a sports podcast? <laughs> there's two companies. There's there's InGen, which is Hammond, and there's Biosyn, which is Dodson. 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 We got Dodson here. here. See, nobody cares. <laughs> so Dodson was representing Biosyn, and that's who wanted the embryos because their, their work was so far behind InGen. So mm. they got Mole, they got Newman. Um, Nedry, yeah. Dennis Nedry. Dennis Nedry. He was Dennis, very excited about that shaving cream. Very excited. Barbasol. Yeah. And he was tasked to get the embryos. It was like intellectual property theft. Yeah. He was charged to give them back and then that would crack the code and they would be able to replicate InGen's work. And then like so, you said, that was just never touched on again. Never, ever. Yeah. Can I briefly outline what I think should have happened in the series? Just really briefly? Sure. If it's very briefly. Oh, very, very, very briefly. <laughs> I think... Fab's still here. I think that what should have happened was... The second one is like Jurassic uh, Jurassic World even, is that the park is in disarray. They've like fallen because of debts and like they've had to do multi-million dollar payouts because <laughs> people keep getting eaten by dinosaurs. Didn't the dinosaurs just get out in part one? Weren't they freed? Didn't they break the walls and start chasing people and in all Jurassic this stuff? Jurassic World? Jurassic Park? Well, sort of. So it's really once the dinosaurs are out, they're out, you're not, very you're not containing though, them. But it's, they were on an island. Where is that island? Isla Nublar. It's um, part of the. Uh, it's an is archipelago. It near, near Costa Rica? It's it's near, a, yeah, it's an archipelago <laughs> off Costa Rica. <laughs> Which we touched on in this podcast previously. And, and Isla Sauna, that's site B. Yep. But anyway, Biosyn come in and they try to clean up the mm. assets that are InGen, which InGen are trying to protect, but they just want the tech. Yes. So Biosyn take InGen over, but they can't get what they really want. So they send a crew onto the island. <laughs> To try to get the embryos, and InGen send a team to stop them. <laughs> Isn't that a better movie than the four sequels we've been given? Yeah, it is. Yeah, I I didn't like any of the sequels. And I liked Lost World. That was it. Lost World is terrible. Uh, Jeff, anyway, not a whatever. lot of Jeff Goldblum. What were we talking about? I love how we put, we were talking we put about AFL. We put a clock up this week to keep ourselves in line. Mate, that clock is irrelevant. Um, we're yeah, shoot up six about, minutes. We're talking about life finds a way, and that's the idea. I think that the game will just evolve beyond its current. <laughs> Current problems. The longest bow. It's a very simple, bro. It's that that oh. Ian Malcolm, chaotician, said that that anything that you think you have under control, you don't. Yep. So that the game, people think the game is out of control. It's terrible. We need to fix it. We need to pull levers and create rules and make a bigger goal square, whatever, all this nonsense, starting Jesus. point zones, just let it outgrow the problems. Yeah, but you're also thinking everything's fixed after one week. I'm not. I'm not saying that it is, but I'm just saying that maybe it's not the doom and gloom everyone thinks it is. Maybe not. Speaking of good news, Mark Murphy signed a two-year contract extension. Yep. I thought he was going to either of... Either Hawthorne or Melbourne. Would have been a very good fit. And this is, I think, my time North to... Were, North were interested. Yeah, I think Geelong were interested as well. Yeah. But I think that Hawthorne or Melbourne for a second-round draft pick would have been really good for everyone involved, particularly us who lose one of our better players, for a speculative pick. <laughs> we would have got an end-of-first-round pick. But personally, you know what I, you know who I think should leave their club? <clears throat> I said last year, last week that Mick Hurley should leave Essendon for Melbourne or Hawthorne yeah. for a second-round draft pick. I think that Jack Stevens should leave the Saints <laughs> for Melbourne or Hawthorne. For a third-round pick. For a second, third-round draft pick. Um, I think it'd be a really good fit for the Saints Did because did they get a good player off their books. They can't afford to have good players, so they lose him, and then he gets to go and play for yeah, Melbourne don't want to or be Hawthorne. Good. Don't want to, don't want to be did good your first instalment, uh, or your the first instalment <sighs> of your, oh, your your trade series, that get any traction? Any you know any movements? Did you hear anything about uh, you know offers for McHurley in the? Uh, Should I have? 
in the media. That's what you're trying to do. Get yeah, get, oh, get a bit of, of hype oh, look, I don't, it. I don't need people to validate my opinion. I think that it'd be a really good fit for Mick to leave and go to Melbourne or Hawthorne, and I really think that it'd be the same for Jack Stephen. I think he should go to Hawthorne or Melbourne. Let's just remind our listeners <laughs> that you're, you're doing this because it. you're sick and tired of this happening to Carlton. People sick and tired just... of this happening in general. It's like if people go, he, Mark Murphy should leave, and this is another thing that annoys me. So Murphy signs a new deal. Yes. Great. Good news for him. Good news for us. I think we, it's good for us. We hold on to a good player. Everyone's like, oh, he's finished anyway. He's no good. Ugh, whatever. Lyndon Dunn, bad news that Lyndon Dunn does his knee. No good for him. Yeah. But everyone's like, oh, what a body blue for. Oh, how are the Magpies going to cope with losing Lyndon Dunn? <laughs> and I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> Lyndon Dunn, this is a man who was considered not good enough for one of the no. worst Melbourne teams of all time. And he does his knee. Bad, bad news for Lyndon Dunn. I'm not, not saying that. Yep. But this idea, oh, geez, the Pies are going to... I don't know if they can cover Dunny. Whereas we can just lose Mark Murphy for a song. Oh, that's fine. Do you know what I find funny is when... And obviously, this is we, we can relate to being Carlton supporters, but mm. you hear, oh, Thomas and Murphy, they're finished. They're finished. People but then, to say that about But then him. you ask the same people the question about, oh, so how long do you reckon Pendlebury and uh, Josh Kennedy got left in them? Oh, ageless. Oh, yeah. Ageless. Three or four years. Yeah, timeless. All the, same, all the same draft, all the same age, but... Mm. It's just that, oh, yeah, they'll go for you know, three, four, five years. I why, think do people, think why do you think they're doing that? Well, because unfortunately for us, for Carlton, for Essendon, we saw it during the supplements thing. Whenever Collingwood have been, have been struggling, Richmond the same. Yep. Carlton being terrible, sell more papers because people want to – it's schadenfreude. People want to read, oh, the Blues are never going to be good again. Hmm. Oh, they're going to be terrible. Same thing when Collingwood in the late 90s, early 2 when they were bad. Well, it gets you two riled up. Oh, but no, it doesn't get riled I don't read the paper. up necessarily. And I will not pay for a Herald Sun subscription. That paywall's very annoying. You don't like a paywall, do you? I don't know. Not- you going with the Optus subscription? Do you get a free fetch, fetch box? No, I'm not a customer. I'm piggybacking under <laughs> someone else's subscription. <laughs> but look, good news for Murph. I thought Murph was pretty good on the weekend. First game back from a, a fairly long spell out. He would have only played four or five games for the year, if that. Um, and I thought he was thought he was all right. I don't think he was impactful where we needed him to be on Mate, that day. He was cooked. Yeah, he I understand that. No, no, I'm not saying he had a bad weeks. game. I'm saying he did enough for me. Uh, and up and up and about, Mark Murphy would have gone in the middle when we needed to because we were he couldn't because he had yeah, no I, gas. I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing. So what with are you, you saying? I'm saying that he had a good game. Didn't sound like it. But what I'm saying is it's not the Mark Murphy that we needed. I didn't. I so. said he was good signs. We're agreeing. Yeah, explain, explain it, sounds, it sounds like you're not agreeing, but you it are does. agreeing. Yeah. Cyril, um, Cyril, retired. Do you want, can, can I, do you want me to be Johnny Raincloud? You're about to, go I'm on. I'm about to be Johnny Raincloud. Yeah, well, something different. I like, I think Cyril is a Got very, lift. very, very good footballer. I think he's a really good player. Yep. I also think that he's one of the most overrated players to have ever played league football. He can't help the perception of him. No, he can't. And that's no, 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 just about to he can't. He can't help the perception. That's not his fault, but... Man, thank God I don't have to hear it anymore. Oh, is this is this the best six possession game you've ever seen? <laughs> he doesn't even need to touch the ball. No, they've got a new guy oh for that. God. They got the guy from Port. Um he's taken Jack Watts' spot. I can't think of uh, his name. Marshall? Yeah, Marshall. Yeah. Oh he only needs about four possessions, but he's impactful. Oh like, yeah. Come on, mate. Impactful. Four possessions. This is, bear in mind, you, you have your feelings on, we're sorry to make it Carlton again. Sarah it's Marshall. Just, it's just something, forgetting Sarah Marshall. always does. Sorry to make it about Carlton, but it's an example I can give you, I'm sure you'll agree. Cam Paulson works his ass off. Works his ass off. But 
doesn't really have an impact. Not a football. If that was Cyril doing the same thing, chasing around, putting pressure on Hassling, they'd be going, oh. Burning the football, kicking it to the opposition. Look yeah. at Cyril. What a wonderful effort. Yeah, it's not, it's not going to Cam Paulson this week. But, um, I'm not overseasing his now. Uh, look, it's it's unfortunate. He's, he's only 28, so we've we've lost. You don't like losing good players out of. We've lost four sporadic years out of him. The league. No, no. Well, he adds, he adds something So to the game, so... I good think I, good he'll, he'll be he'll be missed by Hawthorne. Oh yeah, look, oh, I, yeah. I think the issue with that it's not an issue so much, but there was a little shade of. Did you see the the first interview Bryce Gibbs gave last year after he left Carlton? No, it was really he's, like he's dead to me. Okay, okay, well, but he's anyway, he was. I think he might have been even at like Rundle Mall with uh, Sam Gibson. And There's nowhere go, else really to go. <laughs> you lived there for long enough to know. Yeah, <laughs> to a church, it's just Rundle Mall. Um, <laughs> He was he was being interviewed, and there was this moment where I looked at him, and I thought it actually got quite emotional when it hit him. And I thought to myself, "Did you want to leave? This isn't your call." And there's something about Cyril I have no idea. I'm just saying. I like, think Cyril's gone for family. Yeah, family. but I sit yeah, there and go, has. "Is this what you want?" Because I don't think course, it is. He probably doesn't, but when family's involved, you, he you, wants to spend time with his family. He's going to have an awful lot of time to spend with him up in Darwin when he does nothing. Mm. So, What's well, the Dane Beams thing? Well, Dane Beams wanted to go spend time with his father, mm. who has unfortunately since passed away, and now Dane Beams is looking to come back to Melbourne. So after all that need to get me home, mm. I got him home and, you know. I wouldn't be surprised if we see Cyril dip a toe back in the water. Making a comeback. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be at all surprised. As 30? Wouldn't be surprised. Difficult. Yeah, How do you know it is? Absolutely. It's freed up salary cap space for Hawthorne. It has. Just depends who they want to use that on. Well, Tom Lynch and Rory Sloan is the. Uh, does Tom Lynch? I, I, don't, ever, I don't think they land both. Does Tom Lynch ever play well against anyone that's not us? Jeez, he kicks enough goals against us to get him going for about half a year. He kicks enough goals against us to put credits in the bank for a good ten weeks. Mm. You know who else does that? J.K. Yeah. Josh Kennedy loves a, a nice bag of goals <laughs> against his former side, and that doesn't do much for, <laughs> for about. Josh Kennedy kicks bags of goals. Rather than his four a week type thing, that's what I feel. I've probably got no basis for that, but uh, got no statistical evidence to no, support I don't that do, contention. I don't, I don't do statistics, but mm-hmm. look, I reckon it's freed up some color, cap space for for Hawthorne to once again hit free agency. So that's good, which they've done, you know, to good effect ever since its inception. Mm. Obviously, during their premiership premiership run, so um, mm. they'll need to uh, they'll obviously be assessing. What they do with that extra room, but um, it's holding up. They're sitting the tenth at the moment. I thought Hawthorne were higher than that, so I don't know why I thought Hawthorne it's was a bit sitting, of a log jam. Bit of a log jam, and Melbourne could miss. Which everyone had, everyone had Melbourne penciled in top four for top. I'm not oh, a lot finals of finals at least. A lot of people had them pointing. Oh, they're looking like top four. Well, Collingwood are sitting second. Mm. Yeah, Jeez, but it's, it's it's a bit of a they've had, they have they're the most informed team in the comp. Yeah, they haven't played, haven't beaten anyone in the eight. Haven't beaten anyone in the eight. That was a talking Melbourne. That was a talking point early this week. They haven't beaten anyone. Uh, it might have been at the time they played. There was some weird stat, and you sit there and go, "Well, you don't run into too many bottom ten teams in September, so yeah. that's a worry." No, look, they're playing good football. You can't, you can't take. They can only play who you correct, who you scheduled to play. But you, you look at teams like Geelong. They're going to start to need some wins. They've got Sydney away this week. Mm-hmm. They're sitting eighth. You know, with North Melbourne and Hawthorne. In a weird way, you don't want to you don't want to be losing, but at the same time, it's so compacted that 
the impact of a loss is it's it's bad, but mm. it's not the end of the world because there's so many teams on or around the same number but of points. Anyone, look, Essendon have put themselves back into contention and they're sitting in 12th. So it's your good. bombers, Alex. Yeah, that was pretty good. You don't talk enough about your bombers. No, I don't. As I said to you guys the other the podcast, I haven't been too interested, but uh, you, obviously the last a, weekend a, against North was full, really good. full back tattoo of James Heard, don't you? Yeah, I do, yeah. Like, uh, what's his name trust. from? <laughs> no, it's Stand like, by we got a, it's, um, Stand by I know who you're trying to say, like Billy Walsh. Billy Walsh. Got the Pablo Escobar. Yeah, yeah, but he's got Stand by Heard tattooed yeah. on his back. <laughs> Hashtag. Hashtag Stand Hashtag by Heard. Yeah, sure. Really got behind that campaign. You done on that latter spiel, Fab? No, I'm just, I just I, look. It's it's getting to the, that stage of the season where things are starting to to hot up. It's the run into finals. Things need to start settling down. Teams and mm-hmm. so you know, it's if you look at it, you know, West Coast is sitting third. They banked enough wins early on to pretty much get them through to finals, but they still don't have Darling. Still don't have Kennedy. Still don't have Lacroix. They're very, very, line. very vulnerable. So they're playing. I don't know who they're playing this week. They're at home against the Giants. Giants don't travel well, so they'll probably bank Giants won five in a row. The Giants have won five in a row. No, four in a row. Did I say? I mean, sorry, after this weekend, they will have won five in a row. <laughs> so oh, they're in some form, but... Um, Getting some players back. I think they can, even without Jeremy Cameron, I think they can beat the Eagles over I'm there. I'm not saying they can't, but I don't think you'd ride off West Coast. So, uh, yeah, But I'm they need to start winning as well if they want to secure top four. So it's it's getting it's getting juicy. Well, I agree. I've got uh, two things to bring up before we quickly move off AFL. Yep, These are sure. two ideas that I have that I think should be implemented into the game immediately. Number one, there was a moment late in the Essendon North Melbourne game. Jake Stringer uh, took a mark and was advanced to the goal square. He was collected late. There's a 50 meter penalty. Got no problem yep. with that. Gets advanced to the goal square and is lining up his shot and he's just standing there looking at the countdown clock. Yep. Just stop the clock. What do you mean? Just take it off the table to say to Jake Stringer takes a mark 35 metres out. Yep. You're having a shot, Jake. You're having a shot for goal. Stop mm. the clock. Hurry him up. He doesn't get to take a minute and a half to have his shot, but just stop the game clock. Oh, you say blow time. Just blow don't time, time off. Don't let him waste yeah. it. Just sit there and go, yeah, don't, you can have it. You've still got 30 seconds, so don't milk it. Don't do it. So what does time off happen for? Ball ups? Yeah, ball ups. Out of bounds. Out of bounds. The stoppages, obviously, between goals. I suppose it's just something else that gets added to the to the mix for umpires. But it would stop it. It would stop it. Just say players wouldn't take so long. You'd sit there and just see. I don't think it was a good look to have Jake Stringer looking at the clock and just standing there on the Someone else has done it. They did it last year. Yeah, no, they, yeah. People, teams have done it. Uh, North Melbourne, Mason Wood did it. That's right. And it's uh, Against like Sydney. You, you're exploiting the rules and it's a rule that's there to be exploited, but just close it. Just go, yeah, okay, you're having a shot. Yeah, I'm having a shot for goal. Even if they don't end up having a shot. The clock clock doesn't start Did again. you have a shot after 30 seconds or did you pass it backwards after that or something? Like Who? Straight string. Yeah, a shot. He was on the goal yeah, line. A shot. Oh. But yeah, just go. The the play. The clock doesn't start until he's in the middle of his run up. Mm. That's in, that's done. It just closes that off. Okay. Um, What's number two? And number two is I Proof think. That, thought. I think that the I like that it wasn't dismissed out of hand. That's good. It's positive. Um, I like the idea. Oh, shit, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking it. Every good idea starts as a D plus. It gets worked up into a better idea with a bit of tooling. All right, let's go. With, is this another? The Pixar. Uh, Another quote from Jeff Goldblum, is it? No, that's from uh, Pixar. Okay. Call it plussing. Anyway, medals. Sorry? Medals. Medals Medals are all wrong. There should be no medals apart from premiership medals. No. Norm Smith medals. Okay, perfect segue. The Norm Smith medal needs to be changed. 
To what? Norm Smith was a coach. Why are we giving the best player on the ground a medal named after Norm Smith? Like, quite seriously. What would you like it named after? It could be called Kevin Bartlett medal. I don't care. So the bet, and then the Norm Smith medal becomes because uh, the Jock McHale medal is now the, the coach on Grand Final Day. It's yep. the Jock McHale medal. That's fine. Mm-hmm. The Norm Smith medal becomes maybe coach of the All Australian team, the coach of the year. It's the Norm Smith medal. And then it's tradition. They're not going to. There's part too with much tradition. legacy now. What are you no, doing? no, no, no. But the is Charlie Brownlow any good? Chaz. Right? Was he ever good at football? Got no idea. Exactly, but the best player in well, the league. Well, is... well, Norm Smith, mate. Norm Smith's the legendary coach. I know that. I know. It makes no sense. We need that? we need to have a better. Um, I think we have got the Gary Ayres Medal is like Finals MVP, but I don't even know who awards it. What's it for? That needs to be made a bigger song and dance about. <laughs> it's the Williamstown BNF. <laughs> what Port, is he, coach? Port Melbourne. Port Melbourne. Sorry. Like, <laughs> no, that's not. Uh, it's like Frosty Miller or something. It's, that's the Coleman in the VFL. But no, they need to sit there and go, the Jock McHale medal can stay, but then the Norm Smith medal gets repurposed. I, I think coach. you can't because it's too much well, history. You can history do it. it. You just sit there and go, everyone up until this point was awarded best on ground in a grand final, and up until 2018, they were awarded the Norm Smith medal, which now is changed. 37-odd years. But it's still the award. It's the same award. We're just giving it proper recognition. It just seems silly that it's the Norm Smith medal. It'd be like... It'd be like uh, who was a good? Uh, who was a really good defender? Like a fucking David Dench or something. Mm. Leading goal kicker gets the David Dench medal. Yeah, it doesn't make yeah, sense because if you could kick goals on David Dench, you deserve to. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just. I understand what you're saying. I just think there's too much history behind the name Norm you just Smith. Just change medal. the name. It's still the Norm Smith medal. It's just now called something else. We've let it go on for far too long. It's fucking ridiculous. All right, I starts as a D plus. Work it up from there. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. What is it? A D plus? It said a D plus. That, 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 that's 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 not even, <laughs> not even a faculty pass, mate. <laughs> no, that's the idea. You're resitting that semester. <laughs> that's exactly the idea. They say that every good idea they have starts as like a D, mm. and then they work on it, work on it, work on it yeah. to make it an A. The only thing I've got before we go off is Fab. You got to get your tips in as per yeah, your dad's FaceTime last. Tony, where it's a Wednesday. Yeah, I know. But tomorrow, football Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. Make, sure. Just make sure you get your tips my in. Dad will FaceTime you. My dad will ring me. Now, I'm going to take a <laughs> to get some To get some air time. To get some air time, my dad will ring me. I'm going to take a bit of a back seat here. I'm going to let, get, let these two nuffies oh. spar over uh, basketball. Fab opened the pre-show meeting well, well, let's... by telling me that DeMarcus Cousins moving to the Warriors was bigger news than LeBron moving to the Lakers. So <laughs> they're, both, they're both massive it's a, it's, pieces it's, it's, of it's news. It's a bigger... It's not a bigger story. It's not a bigger it's not piece bigger of news. news at all. In as far any as the sphere, impact... In any reality. The impact, as as the the impact league, to the league, it is... Mate, you're the sports editor. What Mate, are you putting on the back page? If I change the diameter of the exhaust on an F1 car and you're telling me about the impacts, would I disagree with you? I'd say, whatever. Sean's, Sean's just, telling me. Let's talk about basketball. I'm going to back him up. Mm-hmm. Now, DeMarcus Cousins is an all-star. Yep. Does, got, his, does his Achilles. Yeah. LeBron James the best player in the game. Correct. Mm-hmm. If LeBron James went to the Warriors, well, literally, do not turn up and play the season. But... It just when the when the news broke, so the first one, the first piece was the LeBron story moving to, to LA, and it was yep. like, geez, you know, that's really shake, shaking up the, the West. Yep. Um, you know, they're a chance now, the Lakers, and then that move came after the Marcus Cousins to Golden State, and then it was like, geez, well, I think, you know, it was the one position they didn't really have an All Star caliber starter in. Golden State. Now they've got Demarcus Cousins. Well, a big man. Uh, they usually yeah. run like a smaller. He's replacing lineup. Javel McGee. Yeah, Shaq Dinafool McGee is <laughs> is has been replaced by an 
NBA. He's got a little bit All-Star. of roster. He's got a little bit of rust to shake off, obviously, after yeah. the injury. But yeah. he, he'll be. Well, he won't be back. You won't be getting the minutes that he usually he gets. He won't. I don't think he's back until after All Star weekend. So he's a. Yeah. He's still got to recover. It's, it's it's there for playoffs, but yeah. How do you beat them now? Yeah, very difficult. That's why the, the we said to Sean the, it was one of the biggest talking points because it just sort of cements their their places. You know what irritates me is it irritates me because clubs like mine don't do it. He's on a one year five million dollar deal. Why people? No one. Ups- no one has taken a gamble. Yeah, he's Correct. done the Achilles, and there must be something to it because the Pelicans. Haven't offered him anything. Correct. He's significant. A, yeah, he was a free agent. Why right. another other team? Oh, they don't have the same um, attraction that obviously Golden State does, right? The um, longer Chicago waits, the longer it becomes, the more it becomes less attractive. Yep. Yeah. You know, well, Chicago's DeMarcus, the third biggest oh, city in in the country. Mm. You know, and the, the whole history, the Michael Jordan thing. You know, the uniform, wearing the Bulls uniform. Cousins, Chicago, Cousins picked up the phone and and called Golden State and said, "Will you take me?" Chicago it's going to cost you five room. mil. They nearly fell off their chair. Yeah. yeah well, his right. agent obviously knew where he could pitch himself at and said, mm. look, I'm happy to take a cut. I'm happy to be here. Mm. I want to be on the team. I don't think he, I want to prove that I can play with these guys and change my game. Because I, I used to have a bit of a, a reputation for in the locker room being a bit... Bit of, uh, bit of a knob. Yeah. Now, mm. he wants to obviously prove himself. He's, he gets the, the, the statistics. He wants to prove that he can play with the team. The team will break up. If all goes well, mm. that five can't stay together. Because they'll they'll want to be paid. Well, if they're winning championships, they don't. They, they've no, no, proven that they don't. He's, he's not staying for five million. He he wants his. Well, he's after a year, so then he yeah. He so could, he, just, he, he just builds his he, stock. He builds his stock yeah, and he, potentially moves somewhere else. On, he's betting on himself. Yeah, of course. So he won't be there. I don't think if he's there for more than a year, mm. other pieces are moving it. And I'm hoping players like Clay mm. dip their toe in the water and try and. Oh, as long as they're go as long as they're winning. Because I reckon people like Clay minutes, are more important gonna, than than Cousins. Who's that? Would be. I'm saying Clay Thompson will be a more important piece to the Warriors. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Than DeMarcus Cousins will yeah, be. Yeah, that's so right. if it, It's if, just a bit of an insurance if policy. Spill out, for- if the spill out gets you players like Clay Thompson out, you know, out in the market, hmm. that'd be good. But They're winning some championships before that happens. This season. They're, they're winning it. Yeah. And that just... And as Magic was touching on, Magic was saying that he, he wants two off-seasons to build his... So interesting around interesting around the Lakers. Obviously, he Magic did talk about building a team around Lonzo, and now he's brought in Rondo, who's a direct competitor to the same position. Yeah. So it's very interesting what's going to happen. But the kid, the kid can lower his minutes and learn the trade. But his his old man's going to be like, my boy's the best. He needs minutes. You know, there's a lot of what his old man is. is saying. People, people take the bait. Mm. He's taking the piss mm. half the time, at least half the time. All right, it it's not sound, a good look. And yeah. if I was his son, I wouldn't want it. But you know, he talks a lot of crap, and then he smiles whilst he's saying it. And people will go, "Oh, did you hear what Lavar Ball yeah, said?" He wants like, to be in the news. He wants to be don't in give a bit, any, but don't give him any oxygen. I think it's a way potentially of, of Magic saying, "Look, you can't have your old man manipulate this club the way you did last season." And we've got a guy who's got a competitor to your position, and you're gonna have to fight for it. Um, Trade him. Potentially, it's part of potentially it's part of a bigger well, deal. Well, they're trying to land Kawhi. That, that's no no secret. Mm, but Kawhi's potentially, you know, he, he's been potentially going to the seventy Phillies to the seventy sixes. Sean's team is the Phillies. So that, that's oh, that's on the card. So we talk about the East. Uh, Charles Barkley, I think, recently just said the Celtics are the team to beat in, oh, know, in the East for ten years or something. Which I think the is Celtics, a Celtics, pretty big call. But oh, I wouldn't say ten years because things change very quickly. But 
They'd be the the favourites. Yeah, certainly. But if a Kawhi moves into the 76ers, then, you know, geez. Can't remember who said it, but someone came out and said, oh, now that LeBron's obviously left the East, it's uh, it's Joel Embiid is now the number one player. That's what they're saying. In the Eastern Conference, to which Janus, the Greek freak, tweeted. He's a bit upset about that. Yeah, thanks for thank. No, thanks for the motivation or something so going into into the off season. So mm. anyway, a bit to a bit to talk about there. And but yeah, LeBron four years, two hundred mil plus. Yes. So he's um, not short of no cash, and we're talking about this. And it's obviously builds his brand in in LA, so he gets the opportunity yeah. to. You know, we're yeah. going to get out of this Space Jam. Space Jam. Space Jam two. No, that's like that's not a joke. You reckon it'll happen? We'll get something like that. Yeah. Yep, he'll move into he'll move into whatever production. He was very acting. good in uh, Trainwreck. Yeah, he was. He was very good. Okay. Opposite Bill Hader. Yeah, he was, was very good. very good in that film. S- speaking in the East, though, also um, Ty Lue's been um, promoted to head coach at, at Cleveland. So, <laughs> which one of you texted that? <laughs> uh, it was. I think I retweeted some something that someone posted. But it's pretty uh, funny. Yeah. So yeah, he'll nah, take over. They they will drop off the face of the earth. Well, uh, again, there's question marks as to whether or not they'll fill up that that last position in the playoffs. But they're just going to play. Jesus, for a second, I thought you were going to say they were just going to play with four. <laughs> there's a question whether they'll even bother replacing LeBron. They're just going to play with four. Going to be like us into a soccer. It's yeah. going to play a man down. And Dwight Howard, I know he's yeah. now small news, but he's moved to the Wizards. The Wizards have got a good team. Well, he had the biggest Decent. arms I've ever seen. The big, the big, the big shoulder look like two Super soccer man. balls. Just Jesus, sitting. yeah, he's a so. beast. He's a beast. In the, the dunk contest where he, he mm. leapt over the, the hood of a car. Yeah, that was the one. Didn't really dunk it. He kind of just... What sort of car was it? It was a lowered... <laughs> no, I, I can't remember. Oh, I, I can't it was remember. Like a... Was it one of Eddie Guerrero's lowered Cadillacs? Did was, you know... Speaking of... Eddie... No, every week you oh. mention Eddie Guerrero and I say, do you know Eddie Guerrero is dead? He's dead. <laughs> yeah, I know. He died so, like, and I would confuse say, Eddie Guerrero Latino. and Ray Mysterio Jr. Latino Heat? No. Segway. Segway. Viva La Razza. 27 dresses update, Sean. No, 83 weeks. 83 weeks. That's what we <laughs> um, What are they this week? I listened to it yesterday. They spoke about... Um, oh, yeah, the, the night at the... It was the 20th anniversary. It was July 2nd, 1998, at the Georgia Dome, where Goldberg defeated Hulk Hogan on Nitro to win the, the World streak, Championship. Did the streak continue? And the, is that when the streak started? No, they, no, that was a continuation. He, they, oh. they, they, there was like 42,000 people in the Did he do a pole driver and then the jackhammer? No, he did a spear and yeah. the jackhammer. Oh, yeah, what was his special move? His special move was the spear, spear and spear the jackhammer. The jack, yeah, the like jackhammer. You, you, you'd come to all of it yeah. dazed after yeah. him. And he was waiting a, in the corner for And he'd be waiting yeah, in the yeah, corner. He just, like, he's in, he's in, pounding yeah. his foot and he's ready to... Like a raging bull. Yeah, yeah. he's ready to then charge. Then he gore you. Spear you, yeah, and, and then you'd get up dazed again, yeah. or oh, yeah. very yeah. dangerous, very yeah. dangerous uh, one-two punch there. Yeah. But but it was an interesting thing. Like they were talking about the idea we spoke about it a couple of weeks ago. How WCW, <laughs> most wrestling promotions would make you pay to watch this, but yep, WCW gave it away for free. And Bischoff for all the, the well, it wasn't free. It was on cable, <clears> so you were paying yeah, for but, the cable. But for all the piss and wind that Bischoff talks, and it's a lot of it. And you listen to this show, and and it just becomes more and more apparent each week that he was flying by the seat of his pants and didn't care, had an open checkbook, wasn't developing any talent, et cetera, et cetera. And he can cover that up all he wants, but it's more and more apparent with each passing minute. Um, They were a television show. They weren't a wrestling promotion, so they didn't care. Hmm. They, didn't, yeah. they didn't care that they gave gave in inverted commas the match away, but it was yeah it was an interesting thing. It wasn't as good as the couple of other weeks. The weeks ago they did Chris yeah, Jericho. You don't sound as as upbeat. Yeah, no, it wasn't a good. A few weeks ago they did a really good one on Chris Jericho. 
Oh, yeah. It was a really good episode. You liked Chris Jericho. He's, Y2J is great. Yeah. War Walls, is Jericho. Walls of Jericho. Yeah. Monday Night Jericho. This is all, this is beyond my era. Oh, okay. Jericho. Like tri- Jericho, Jericho Triple was, H and all these people. Like, no, just, time to play the game. He's just saying things. That, it's all about the game and how you play The most it. strategic player in the game. And he bought a, what did he bring sledgehammer. to? A sledgehammer yeah. to the ring every He was yeah. the cerebral assassin. He was always Very like, strategic. He was stalking you and he'd be looking for a weakness and then he'd just hit you with a sledgehammer. Yeah. <laughs> so it seemed apparent that, like, in a way, it's not untrue. He did find a way to, you know, incapacitate you. It was not he, like he did, they yeah. weren't. It's a little bit like Alex and I were talking back to Jurassic World. The indo, the, the indo <laughs> just when you thought it couldn't get worse. The Indoraptor is the, the height of the Indoraptor is in... meant to be this ridiculously intelligent creature, and one minute it's like a buffoon running around and bumping into things and running over people, like you know, yeah. smashing through marble yeah. walls, and then the next minute it's really like nimbly. You know, like delicately opening doors window, and like creeping, and creeping around. Is this a new dinosaur in the new? So they've created a new dinosaur. I don't spoiler alert here, but they've created a new dinosaur that's like a military weapon. So you've it's, got a, it's a, a combination gun. of the Indominus Rex, which itself was a genetic dinosaur, and the Velociraptor. Hence, Indoraptor. So it's, it's developed for military. De- developed for somebody well, to buy as yeah. a, for a military purpose or pharmaceutical. There's a few different weird things. Yeah, you have this weapon. I think you. Yeah, there's a laser and you shoot. Can I ask you, Alex? So the idea is what, what triggers the, the Indoraptor is like, say I want the Indoraptor to attack Fab. Correct. You'd point I, the I point weapon at infra, Fab. I point this infrared laser weapon just, at him and then it like, it's like a like a targeting that they use for drones and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it targets Fab and then the Indoraptor will pop out and destroy you. Why don't I just have a gun? Yeah, you've already got the shot. I've already just got the shot. finish him off. So why don't I just like shoot you? Yeah. This has gotten extremely nerdy. This is out of... The, yeah, this has gone way off topic, but we were talking about That's fighting, like and we that. were talking about basketball, so I'm trying to bring them together into... What were we talking about? We were talking about basketball. What got me onto Jurassic World? I think we were on WCW and yeah, Jericho. Slinger. Jericho. But the Australian Philippines. Whoa. Oh, the Rumble in the Jungle. Thriller in Manila. Thriller That's the same one. No, it's not. <laughs> Rumble in the Jungle is in Zaire. Yes, uh, in World Cup qualifiers, obviously. Uh, yeah. Is that the one? No, that's the rumble. That's the rumble in the yeah, jungle. That's, that's, what is it? Uh, no, yeah. that's the Zaire, Zaire one. Zaire. Yeah, Zaire and Manila are two separate places. <laughs> I know that. I mean, sorry, moving on. The match was in Manila. I know that. Why are you calling it the rumble in the Why jungle? Why are they called Manila folders? I don't know. <laughs> don't know. Don't know. Have you always wondered that? No, I thought he was going to tell us. I heard someone. Like them. I heard someone. What's called? <laughs> Vanilla, Vanilla folders because <laughs> they're that creamy color. They thought they were cool. How high up in a managerial chain was this person? If you know the answer, why don't you just DP? Um, yeah. DP? The- <laughs> what? Oh. No, don't do that. Just tell me. DM. Just t- DM. DM. Jesus Christ. Oh, Fab's lost it. He has lost it. Can I just say one thing briefly? Backtrack to the Chicago Bulls. The Chicago Bulls won't be good again until they genuinely... <laughs> until they genuinely... Um, I think Fab... Just, yeah, Fab's, Fab's thinking that Alex was saying that someone, oh. two, two people should double penetrate me to give me the information <laughs> about who came up with the manila folder. It's getting too hot in this room. It's hilarious. But the Chicago Bulls won't be any good until they, they <laughs> like pull a Michael Jordan out of their ass again. Dead set. Yep. 
Yeah. They, they won't be any good until they... They were shit before him. Yeah, but it's about... <laughs> They'll be shit after him. But so. they won't be any good until they genuinely yeah. pull out, like, whoever, Ben Simmons, Derek LeBron Rose. James, whatever, at the draft, and that person is the best player in the game. <laughs> That's their only... <laughs> they had the best player in the game. In, in, Mate, in, in, he wasn't in, the in, best player in the game. League MVP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so why, no, 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 he was... And I'm going to say, I'm, this is a little bit like... James like, Harden like and LeBron tennis. James. You think about, say, before... Um, Roger Federer came along. There was a window where Sampras had finished. Yes, mm. and we were just—you sort of just waiting. What's the next big? Who's the next? The Leighton era. No, but like Leighton won one. Like you know, Rafter. Two. He was tail end, but Rafter was competing for things. But like, there was an opportunity for guys that were very, very good. Yep. To win majors, win Grand Slams, but when Federer came along, and he just had a monopoly on them. Yeah. Yeah. And then obviously Rafa came along. Then Djokovic came along. You got like a guy like Andy um, Andy Roddick won one Grand Slam. You keep running into Roger. That's what I mean. Spot on. So, what's his face? The guy with the dicky knees, Derek Rose. Derek Rose. Derek Rose. Derek Rose. Yeah, fine, fair enough. You won the MVP. You're in a bit of a holding pattern before this next generation of superstar came along. Yeah, I disagree. Disagree. Was his best? No, no. He what? Look, whilst LeBron's around, LeBron's the best player in the league, but. So no, he's not the best player in the league. But is Derek Rose's best that MVP winning year. Yep. Where would that have placed him this year? MVP up against Harden and LeBron yeah. efforts this year. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I don't know how he went for scoring that year that he won. Freak MVP, but freak. I disagree heartily. But that's not the point. Thriller in Manila. Manila yes. folders. Okay. Um, Manila folders. I'll, I'll DM what you. What was the deal? DM. Yeah, Definitely DM. Please DM me. Yes. Um, what was the What was the deal there? Why did the Philippines lose their rag? I didn't actually see a whole lot of it, but they they went nuts. It was a charge. Uh, from what I could remember, there's a charge. Correct. Yep. On Gold on Chris Golding. Yes. Yes. Um, so, so which I think um, I think it was Daniel Kickett sort of took exception. Daniel to. Kickett took exception and should look. Daniel Kickett deserves to cop a whack. Correct. So the charge on Golding, he was down, but he wasn't hurt. It was, you know, he was he was on the floor. He was he was constantly. Was a double to action to the guy hit him and then went and he for went, him again. Correct. Yeah. And then I think he went in with the elbow with the so the forearm. Yeah. To the face. Yeah. And that's really what kicked it off. Pun intended, I suppose. Pardon the pun. Can I? Can I? I think what should happen is that in, in Australian people involved, participants, kick it, and uh, like Thorn Maker was sort of. He was Thon Maker. Thon Maker went full kung fu. Into into the dragon Thon Maker. He thought he was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in the old Bruce Lee movies. He was just like, he was flying through the air. He wasn't really making any contact though. No. But the first one, he jumped into a couple of people with the kicks. The first one was all right. The second one was embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah, But like those guys should be banned for for whatever the sanction is going to be. They may potentially get sanctions from the NBA. I don't think they can though. Nah, FIBA will have to. I think that what should happen is personally, well, I think that the, anyway. I think that the Philippines should be banned from international basketball for. I think I, I, to be honest, I think they should be banned for five years. They've got the World Cup in four years' time. No, no, I think I no, I strip them. Don't care. They should be banned for five years, and I don't think they should be allowed to host a tournament for longer than that. Mm. This is unacceptable. Yeah. You had administrators, you had fans, you had coaching staff on the court. The, I love assaulting the, the guys taking photos, throwing chairs. It's, um, mm. it's now, as, as, if that happens anywhere else, the five players on the court, yeah, go at it. They, they throw, they throw elbows, then, punches, whatever. And then it gets separated. But it's them this... five, and even if it's five v five, the ten of them get ejected and it stops there. The coaches are, and 
officials are allowed to run on, try and separate. Mm-hmm. But the fact that their coaches, their officials, their their bench came on. That's the tipping point. And other fans. And we didn't. We did That's the tipping point. And that's where I think that they have to come down on them fiercely. And to be honest with you, it's the Philippines. They're a pissant basketball nation. They're a pissant fighting nation too. It doesn't too. matter. Look at Manny that was up. that discussion, I think. So Luke Longley, I think, went in there afterwards. I think Golding was on the ground getting in a headlock and he was getting... Yeah. Longley getting, would have been the biggest man in the building. He was... Yeah, he's a big man. He went over there and he sort of pulled him up out of the scrum. But I think he was saying... He bef- would have been like Hagrid. I think he was saying today or something. I think when they when they (laughs) when they return, I think he was saying that the Philippines coach was kind of revving them up. They took a timeout and sort of said, you know, hit somebody, do something. You know, we're letting ourselves down here. We need to inject ourselves in the game. Yeah, and I think he was saying that's kind of what incited the whole sort of thing. But to be honest, I think it's it's the kicked elbow that really. Really kicks it no, off no, no. for me. It, it, I mean, it's, it's the that's, that's it's the elbow in the charge that starts a kick. It stands up for his teammate. Stands up by throwing an, an arm. I, uh, well, he crossed the line. Yeah, he I, crossed, no, no, he deserved to be technicals. And, and I got no issue with him. And I know everyone's blaming the Philippines for and saying, oh, oh, mate, yeah. no, they're blaming the Philippines for the extended nature yeah. of the brawl. Yeah, I got, I got yeah no, the bench funny. coming on, the officials throwing the chairs, the crowd, the security. Yeah, the freaking was running security, non-existent. Yeah. Just, um, I think it's actually pretty. It's just for a bit of context over there at the moment. I think like two politicians have been assassinated in the last two days. So I think it's a bit of a lawless. Yeah, I think it's floating down at all levels of like society. Mm. Um, like it's just crazy over mm. there. So and that's the thing that FIBA need to consider as well is if you're. I mean, I'm not saying LeBron James at the age of 75 is going to want to play in a World Cup basketball event, but those top top American players, those top top European players, are they going to want to go and play in the Philippines? No, no. Well, they don't. Not after seeing all that. Do, I know for the Olympics they're now sending decent teams, but yeah. for the World Championships, do they, does the USA not send a Just college like an under twenty three team? Or yeah, something? and still win it. But it's just that, like I said, I think that they need to come down hard enough on them that it's really serious. So you want them to? You want them stripped of the World Cup? I want banned. I didn't realise they're holding the World Cup in four years. I want them banned from internationals for five years and I want them um, banned from or prohibited from holding a tournament for longer than that, 10 years. Mm. Yeah. It's got to be serious enough. Because like you said, the actual brawl, the basketball brawl itself is a bad enough look the in basket isolation. Brawl. The basket brawl. In, that sounds like a... Basketball? Like, that sounds like basketball should be like a... What was that terrible sport with slam ball with the trampolines? That was great. It was terrible. With tr- yeah, the, the trampolines. Yeah, slam ball. Basketball should be that. It should be like no holds barred, just like there's no rules. Wasn't the guys who made South Park, what was what was their movie called? Basketball. Basketball, that was, yeah. that was more baseball, base- basketball hybrid. It was like the Indoraptor mm. with two sports. Don't, I think we've Indoraptored ourselves. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, I, I, think they need to be, I think they need to be serious enough about it, and that's the only thing. Like, And to be honest with you, it's the Philippines. Who gives a shit? True. Like, quite seriously, if they said, no more basketball for you, Philippines, do you reckon the world's going to go, no? I was really looking but imagine they stop making developed. manila folders. No one uses them anymore, or digital. Paperless. I certainly hope manila folders isn't their number one export. Because the arse is going to fall out of that economy. <laughs> it's not like they're sitting on Same the- way that, that lady said, vanilla folders. Is it is it manila ice cream? <laughs> Sorry. Every week you come to us with really shitty puns. Oh, come on, man. All right. Is that all you got on basketball, dick faces? That's all. You were going to try and go an episode without swearing. Yeah. I've done all right. I let out. You've let yourself down. 
You let yourself down. I'm going to really briefly run the rule over Formula One, Austrian Grand Prix at the weekend. Um, disappointing racing in Max Verstappen won. A fairly eventful from the point of view that uh, the, the two Mercs obviously had their issues and didn't finish. Uh, Vettel, who came second, ended up taking back the lead in the championship. Uh, Dan Ricciardo finished in fourth. I'm not liking what I'm seeing from Dan. In what sense? It's turned very quickly. I'm not like I think he's, I think he's a very frustrated individual. Uh, Helmut Marco, who's a consultant at uh, Red Bull Racing, he's also an enormous asshole. Um, was quoted as saying that the offers haven't come for Dan. Yeah. Uh, which I think is true. I think the only legitimate offer he has on the table is McLaren, as well as obviously Red Bull. Um, I think because of that, he's starting to get frustrated. He's starting to get annoyed, um, and. I hate saying this, but there's there's shades of 2011 here. There's shades of when Weber sort of realised as as good as Weber was, and Weber was a really good steerer. My teammate might be better than me. And there's just things that Dan's saying. He cracked the shits in qualifying um, about drafting uh, when it was revealed that they actually trade it. Who leads the teammate out and draw and you know punches mm-hmm. a hole and lets the other slipstream. Apparently Verstappen did that for Ricardo last week. This week, Ricardo wanted to go one for one, and he's sitting there going, you had no problem last week. You had no problem last week, Max leading you out. Didn't bother you then. But now the shoe's on the other foot, you've got an issue with it. He made a comment, I understand he's joking post-race about if he had his time again, you know, he wouldn't choose F1 and he wants to change careers. I get, I get that he's, it's a bit of tongue-in-cheek. I get yep. that he's having a bit of a joke, but it's not a good look. Mm. He's, he's, there's just something about him at the moment. He's just seems so like why he's doesn't winning. he just sign for Red Bull? I don't think he wants to because I, I think he knows that like Weber, um, he won't be number one, even if he's the best. Helmet Marco and they they love Max Verstappen, and I think that he, he sees the writing on the wall that it's just going to be Vettel and Weber all over again. And he sits there and goes, oh, "If so I was, who's his agent? Uh, I'm not sure. Martin Brundle's the agent of a few of them. I don't know if he's his agent. Martin Brundle's an agent. Yeah, a few of them. Toto Wolff's manages a few of them. Isn't Toto Wolf involved with Mercedes? He's a chief. It's a it's a conflict of interest, but there's Martin this, Brundle's a wanker. I don't mind Martin. I like him. No. In what way is he a wanker? He's just it's, and I understand the coverage is very British because it, it is guy. Right, but oh, Jesus, it's just it's, it's no. He's he's not the other guy's real bad. Um, Crofty's Crofty's terrible with the British stuff with Lewis and those guys. Martin Martin Brundle's pretty good in that respect. Don't like Martin Crofty's. He's awful. Yeah, he's, no, I agree with in, in you. that in that space. He's terrible. But, but look, surely his manager's going to go to Ferrari and say, "It's now or never." Mm. That's because if you're going to play second fiddle, let's play second fiddle at Ferrari. Yeah, but they want the rumor going around weirdly is Charles Leclerc to go to Ferrari. Charles Leclerc, Frenchman. He he, he drives at Sauber. That that just says to me that they're not interested in in challenging Vettel with a teammate. Yeah, Nan, pouring, all, pouring all resources into. Yeah, into that, that just tells me. And worryingly, as well, if I was a Ferrari fan, you'd sit there and go, "That to me says you're not interested in winning the constructors' title." Vettel runs the show, yep. and Vettel doesn't want a challenger. It's all about the drivers' championship. Nah, teams. It's all about constructors. Really? That, that's the team wins. The team wins it. Don't yeah. I know, but if you win the they constru- dri- if you win the constructors win. without winning the. The drivers, it's a bit... No, the teams would be happy enough with that. The team principals and whatnot would be more... Than, they'd, be, they'd sit there and go, that's great, great result. If you okay. tell me you can win drivers' championship every year and never a constructors' championship or the other way around, I'm taking drivers every single time. Teams may see it differently. 
because the team, it's a team effort. It's not the silos of the garages. In, mm-hmm. in, okay. It's Vettel's side of the garage v Weber's side of the garage. It's the team wins. The so team then, has won the title. So not. then he's obviously got a lot of clout there. He's obviously... Yeah, and look, it's a bit of a worry, um, the, the whole situation, unfortunately. Um, it looks as though... I think it, he may stay. He may only sign a two-year deal, which will get them to the new engine regs, um, which will then open up a whole new box. By that stage, Kimi will be absolutely gone if he's not already. Um, Sean's been writing him off. Uh, yeah, he's, yeah, look, he had a not a bad race on the weekend, but he finished third, but the Mercs didn't finish. Ricardo had his issues with his tyres and everything like that. So uh, this weekend they go to Silverstone, which is always a big race on the calendar. Uh Sky will love that. They'll love that. Um, it's usually a good race, Silverstone. It's you know it's one of the big the big five, if you will, if you know Spa, Monza, Monza, Monaco, Silverstone, Germany. If there's a race in Germany, France maybe takes its place this year. But um, so does Germany have? Germany used to alternate. They used to the, sometimes they would have two. They'd have the European oh, Grand Prix, Grand Prix would be in Germany. Yeah. Yeah. The European Grand Prix would generally be at the Nurburgring, yep. mm. and the German Grand Prix would be at Hockenheim. Hockenheim. Yep. And then they went through a period where they would alternate. So the German Grand Prix would be at one or the other each each year. Yeah. So does European Grand Prix, is that like a tour? Sort of. So it's, it's been all over the place. The European Grand Prix has been Luxembourg, it's been Valencia, so there was a second race in Spain. Yeah. Um, it's a bit of a moving caravan, a bit of a roadshow. The European Grand Prix is given to – it might be um, – for a second I thought it was Baku maybe for a bit, but I think that's Azerbaijan now. So, But it moves around, the European Grand Prix. It's not even in Europe. Azerbaijan, yeah. Still considered Europe? Yeah. In yeah. the Middle East? No, it's in, it's in the Eastern Europe. No idea where Baku is. It's like Turkey way, isn't it? Out that way. No idea. I thought it was like near Doha well, and all not, that type of stuff. We're not, you know, geographers. So, no. uh, but yeah. So this week in Silverstone should be a good race. Um, looking forward to it as always. We're going to quickly move now to tennis. Not so much the tournament itself. Wimbledon has started, but the biggest piece of news out of Wimbledon this weekend happened when Roger Federer walked onto centre court. Oh, and he was not wearing, wearing Nike. So that wasn't a shock in and of itself. Because he'd been out of contract with Nike since March. Okay. Using a wrestling term, you know what it was like? It was a bit like he'd been away for a while. And mm. like The Undertaker used to do this. The Undertaker would go away for like six months. Mm. And then he'd come back and it was a big event. So he walked out and he's got um, Uniqlo. He's yeah. the uh, American badass. This, Novak Djokovic also has them as... He's, no, he's gone to Lacoste. He's gone to Lacoste. So Federer signed a... So Federer has literally... Nike are quick to ditch stars when they think they're on the decline. You know, you know not Nike, though, I think this speaks to a bigger, broader problem. I love this sports, fa- football fashion. I love the, the politics and the machinations. Nike are definitely realigning how they do business, and it's been seen for a couple of years in soccer in terms of dumping uh, Juve, as you would say. Juve, yeah. Um, Manchester United, you know, Arsenal weren't Nike anymore. They dropped these traditional, these establishment clubs of the last generation, and they went after PSG, Spurs... They, they took the England contract. They City. gutted, um, yeah. took City. Mm. They took all these new and up-and-coming teams mm. thinking these are the guys we're going to make money on because we can buy it low and they'll get growing fan bases. And in general, they've done that. Obviously, they've bought up big in America as well, taking the, the contract for the NBA, the NFL. Um, so with Federer, I think someone said Federer's made $150 million in his career with Nike. He'll make $300 million over 10 years with Uniqlo. Um, and Uniqlo will allow him to sell sponsors on his shirts, which Nike wouldn't, so he'll make more money on top of that again. But I think it it, it sort of shows a different a transition for Roger. That What's he wearing on his feet? Nike. So he wears Nike shoes. But he's buying them himself. I would imagine Nike would still be sponsoring his footwear because okay. it's still got the RF. So the RF classic RF logo is owned by Nike. Yep. At the moment, Federer believes that it will revert to him. He said He said sooner rather than later, so he'll take the RF. 
which will be his trademark. Okay. And but you're saying that'll go on the clothing as I well, together with so. the Uniqlo stuff. So, but it's an interesting thing. I think it just shows that there's a transition now for Roger. He's 36, a little bit like Jordan in terms of it becomes a lifestyle or an apparel for the sport, not for him. Hmm. So yeah. he'll stop wearing, he'll stop playing in the next year or two, but the Uniqlo's tennis range will be, he'll be the front of it. And he'll continue but that's to what sell. I, I don't understand Nike. Like Nike didn't drop Jordan. No, no, no. The that's Jordan not, brand no, is still alive. The Jumpman brand is is the biggest earner for Nike. Yeah, I agree. I think Why would Nike drop Roger just, Federer? And just weird. continue the legacy. Yeah, I think it's money, his... though. It's money. They sit there and go, Uniqlo come in and say, we'll give you 300 over 10. Nike have given him 150 for his career. He's the greatest tennis player of all time. They're not matching that. Uniqlo see the dollars in what that brand could become, whereas Nike look at it and go, we've had an unbelievable run with this guy. And they did that with United. Manchester United, they did it with us. They said... This we've had an unbelievable run with this team. I don't get it. But value yeah, for neither money. Yeah, neither do I. Neither do I. But you look at it, Adidas's strategy is completely different to Nike. Adidas's staple of teams, you walk into an Adidas store like I was in London, you walk into their store on Oxford Street, and it's the who's who. Mm. It's up on the wall. Who's who. Mm. You know, but in terms of the teams, the biggest teams in these countries are Adidas. I wonder if it's going to backfire on, on Nike, I suppose. Um, it depends who they get to come in. They may figure we, we don't... There's no one. There's no. There's no. No one's going to come in bigger than Roger. There's Federer. no bigger. There's no one bigger than Roger Federer. So no. they they sit there and go, maybe we just wait and see what happens. Who's the next big thing, and we'll jump on them when they come up. I'd rather drop ten other younger athletes who like your Nick Kyrgios's who are sponsored, and give that money to Roger Federer. Doesn't make sense. Oh, no, to I me. agree. They I'm, had the option. I've, I've got no marketing degree. They but. had the option to match it, and they've decided not to. It, it does seem odd that they would throw away what is effectively the most storied, prestigious, revered brand in tennis. Hmm. But maybe it speaks to what tennis is worth. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it speaks to that, and they look maybe, at it. And, maybe the behind the scenes sort of statistics on it, and but their you know, strategy, like I said, what's what before we move off tennis briefly, Wimbledon obviously only underway briefly. Um, only three days in. So I don't think there hasn't been any. I think Sharapova was knocked out in the first round. But other than that, there's been no big eliminations just yet. Sam Stoes has managed to hold herself together long enough to survive at least one match. Um, but I think it speaks to that broader thing with Nike. Like I said earlier, they went off teams and they went to countries. They sat there and thought, we'll buy Nike. They gutted Umbro. They bought and gutted Umbro to get to England. Hmm. They said, we'll get England and that'll replace Manchester United get a country we'll get france we'll sponsor france mm. and that'll replace whoever else we'll get the nation rather than a club so it's an interesting strategy we won't know they win the world cup it'll work spot on absolutely absolutely so um we're going to segue now um off the back of that into the world cup hey that's me whistling it's coming home Oh. This is this is the biggest and the best news story in sport this year. I have no doubt about it. England's run. England. Yeah. And we're not getting carried away. It feels good. Like, it oh, feels I'm, great. I'm not an England supporter. Me and my wife were talking about this this morning. feels mm. great. And said she's always supported Brazil. I don't know why, but she's always supported. They speak supported. Portuguese. Yeah, <laughs> they speak Portuguese. That's a good enough reason, but... Um, so she's always oh, been I can a fan understand of it. The style of the style of football, I don't know, the history. Kelly, there. Is Kelly watching it for the style that Brazil play? No, I think she just grew up in that era around a lot she of the a lot of a lot of Italians mm. who would have been, you know, giving it to her type of thing and saying, "Oh yeah, who do you go for?" And so she's gone. Yeah, I'll go for Brazil. Ninety four, bang. That was a good way to done stick it up, everybody. So um, <laughs> I think from there she's good. She's always up. had that, you know. A, 
an affiliation with Brazil. Come to a tournament, yeah, she's backing Brazil. And even mm. she said, if Brazil played England in a final, I'd probably go for England. Like, it's just got this feel-good this, factor. This thing, I remember watching a couple of weeks ago, I remember watching, um, I don't know if I said this last week on the podcast, um, there was a replay of the, the semi-final Euro 96. And yeah. I, I was linked to it, some guy on Twitter, some sports journalist or whatever. I think he said he was like 12 or something at the time of the tournament. And he linked through to this little sort of re- retrospective on it. And he said, watching extra time, he goes, I still think we'll score. He goes, you know, the ball flashes across the box and Gasgoin can't get a boot to it and whatever. And you watch it and you can, but there was this beautiful moment. And where I'm going with this is, if the England team don't embrace this three lines, it's coming home thing, they are crazy. Mm. Every great story, every one of these stories has that, you know, why not us? You've got to go through Chicago. Mm. Every great sports triumph has this this galvanising thing that the fan base gets behind. This is the first time yeah. that there has been optimism from the English fan base towards their football team for 20 years. This yeah. is the first time this it's team... It's the first I think time they've all, they've all seen together. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I, but I think the players don't want to get ahead of themselves. No, That's no, they, they, they need getting... to embrace it because there's going to... You know what? If I'm in the England camp, there's all these videos and, and I'm not sure what they're doing in terms of live sites. When they play Sweden on Saturday, if they don't set up a live site in Hyde Park, if they don't set up a live site... I'm sure they, the I'm sure they meant to at home... Stuff. Yeah. going, it filters, but, and it gets to it the players. It gets them going. And they show the footage. There was great footage. You retweeted, like, I don't know where DT was, the Arsenal fan TV guys. He's in, in somewhere in Russia. He's just in the street, one of the bars whatever. or whatever. But yeah. the, the crowd singing, it's coming home. And what I'm going mm. on, is going back to that Euro 96, I think the full-time whistle goes, the game goes to extra time. 90,000 at Wembley are singing... It's coming home. Football's coming. They needed home. to. Like, they needed to break the little the hoodoo of the of the penalties they did, against Colombia. They did, which they did. This is a team, and this is what I'm getting at. This is a team that shouldn't operate by the rules of old England, because this is a team that is unencumbered by the mm. failures of those teams. It was so interesting following like social media during the game coverage because the people were so optimistic, and then yeah. they were very pessimistic when it went to penalties, and then they were well, back this, to optimistic. This it was is just the first time peaks and troughs. First everywhere. time England have won a penalty shootout at a World Cup. It's the first ever. Ever. Yep. It's the first tournament penalty shootout they've won since the quarterfinal at Euro 96. Mm-hmm. So they've got a bad record. They get eliminated in penalty shootouts, yep. basically. Yep. Yep. And this, look, this is, we can't stress it enough, this is, if the English team aren't talking about this internally, they need to be. Hmm. They will never have a better opportunity. We spoke earlier about that window between Sampras and Federer. And this was the difficult game against this Colombia. The now the draws game. opened up for them. Sweden oh, is a surprise packet. I reckon they get past Sweden. So got Sweden, England, Russia, Croatia is that side of the draw. Oh, mate, yeah. one of those teams will be in a final, which is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Look, it's brilliant. Yeah, I'll be backing England to do it, but I see a Croatia, England semi. semi. So do I. Yep. Unless the drugs kick in a little bit more. <laughs> Any more on the dopings? I think we had on the last podcast you were going to investigate if they got over. I said I am not BBC. You told our listeners if they win, This is a great segue. I want to touch back on England briefly in a moment. But this is a great segue you spoke about. Russia beat Spain. Yes. We need... I did a little bit of investigating on this. I didn't investigate Russia. But we need to recalibrate our expectations of Spain. I've got some, some stats here. Iago Aspas is playing for Spain. Yeah. Iago Aspas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That should tell you all you need to know. But <laughs> it's no coincidence that since Xavi retired, he retired at the end of Euro 2012 from international football, they were eliminated in the 2014 World Cup group stage. They were eliminated in the round of 16 at Euro 2016. 
and they were eliminated in the round of 16 at this World Cup. They mm. have not won a knockout game of tournament football since winning Euro 2012. So, Chavi, that that's the key. But, no, but one point I'm trying to make is this is not the Spain of that great era. No, but I said this it's not. two podcasts ago. They are, I said, A, I don't rate them. B, they're not playing well. No. And everyone keep going. Oh, I yeah, thought they would. I personally thought they would work themselves into some form. They've got. They got quite a few good pieces in there. Um, I, they had. I don't think they had players, but many excuses. No, they're not a good team. They're a good team, but they're not. They're not Spain of the World Cup in 2010. No, nowhere near it. That's I, I said this last ago. week. It's, it's this ticky tacker nonsense. You know when Xavi and Iniesta are in the middle, it's Tiki Taka amongst themselves to release a player in yeah. space. Yeah. Now this they just pass just the ball around. They, watch did, they they, make, did they make a thousand passes? Was that the stat? Yeah, it was a thousand passes. Yeah, right and it's right. just pointless. What did, you said it last week. What is the point of me coming to receive the ball from you and then just passing it back to you three times? To and they do it all the time. The whole point of Tiki Taka football is to move defences, yeah. mm. shift them. So eventually... Work some space. It will open up and then... You've got players of the ilk of Xavi and Iniesta. Make a killer pass. A killer pass. David Silver can do it, right? So it's not like they don't have players who can do it. That's right? what I'm saying. They've got some quality there. But, you know, Koke is no Xavi or Iniesta. No, I'm certainly no, not. Iniesta was playing. He's no, Iniesta is no Iniesta. Yeah, but he's 75 yeah. years old. So 137 <laughs> years old. I don't know how old he was. He got his ass kicked. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I think it's... You so know. I, I, this is no surprise to me, and... Obviously, you've been the whole David De Gea. I love the. Well, they lo- yeah, they lost it in penalties, and De Gea, his penalty, you know, saving record is not excellent. It's not about his penalty. Penalty. He's a goalkeeper. He's a goalkeeper, right? He, there was that discussion. Good, there was a discussion good, around he's it. He's good in open play situations. Penalties are just just Pot sheer luck. luck. Pot luck. Hmm. What do I take exception to? We spoke about it earlier with the stuff around, you know, Mark Murphy particularly, but with the, the Twitter reactions. So I saw a tweet, someone goes, oh, David, David De Gea can't save anything unless there's a bus in front of him. And I thought, he's the best goalkeeper in the world. Yeah, if it wasn't are for him, insane? that bus. It's like, are you nuts? Go, I mustn't have lived through the whole Dave saves Twitter hashtag thing when he's pulling our ass out of the fire single-handedly. Hmm. It's good. That means, uh, hopefully, then... Don't go to Spain, David. There's no Real Madrid calling for him this summer. And he- no, Alex you, you- Ferguson was at United. If Fergie was at United, he would, he would tell David how it is. He would say... He's there. But I mean, he'd sit, yeah. he sit there and go, you've got 76,000 people every week who love you and yeah. chant your name and sing your name back home in the Spanish press. They've been and on the, the Spanish equivalent of SEN. They've been <laughs> rabbiting on about you're not <laughs> Who's the Spanish equivalent of Jared Whiteley? Oh, jeez, you know, Gilliam Balaga? <laughs> um, Guillaume Balaga. Is that who you're trying to But yeah, this idea that they'd be, they, they don't rate you. They don't think you're good yeah. enough. I don't, you know, they've been hanging. It's your fault. And there's no one there to back you up. No. And that's what he said to Can Ronaldo. He said, here. give me another year. You know, you're protected here. It allows you to grow up. Yeah, we're just on the Champions League. I'd like you to stay cement what we're doing. But it gives you another year to grow up where you're amongst family. We protect you from all the outside noise. Once you're in Spain, you're on your own. Yeah. And Ronaldo, the minute he arrived, one of the first interviews he said, he goes, Fergie told me this would happen. Hmm. Speaking of Ronaldo, was, I heard there was... What, um, from my text? No, which which one was that? No, I heard a, heard a bit of a thing that uh, Madrid are keen for Lukaku and potentially a swap with Ronaldo and nah, some... Not interested. Not interested? Not interested. Lukaku just, is proving at this World Cup. He's good. 
that A, he's excellent a, is player. A, is a very good player. He's His like a, leadership. He's a clumsy sort of ungainly type. He doesn't look like he would have a lot of speed about him, but he's he's quite nimble. Once, once he gets moving, he's he's got that inertia. Mm-hmm. Just, and if he hits a ball, it stays. Certainly it stays does. Hit. Got a lot of credit for the um, the run that ultimately led to the third goal. Fab showing me a photo of Cristiano Ronaldo wearing a Juve kit. Yes, the new. That won't Juve happen. Kit. Juve don't have any money for that. It'd be a good. I reckon places like Juve are good for people like Ronaldo who need to take that step down. A superannuation package. Yeah, but you're still playing Champions League and you still can go far in tournaments. Ronaldo had his chance to, to whether he wanted to. Well, I don't think he ever did, but whether if he wanted to come to United, back to United, whatever. That was years ago. That was like three years ago. Mm. If he wanted to do it. That time has passed. Yeah, no, he's not coming back to United. And it's worked out fine. And Real Madrid are getting nowhere near. If Real Madrid come for Lukaku, we pull out the fax machine. <laughs> Introduce you to my little friend. I yeah, think you right. know him. He's called Fuji Zero. Let <laughs> <laughs> so, me just replace the toner. So what did you think of the other games that um, that happened while we were away? So the round of 16 games. Um, well, Sweden-Switzerland was... Didn't see a single second of that. Yeah, I, I saw too much of that. Um I kind of broke Shirt through. and Shakiri starting Holy Wars again? Uh, no, no, there was no um, double-headed eagle celebrations. But Swing got a bit lucky with the goal. Came, yep. It was a bit of a deflection, went in. Um, but so Forsberg is the only player that they've really got to worry did, about. Um, didn't he used to play ice hockey? Forsberg? Yeah. His name is familiar yeah. in that in, in the. I remember circuits. that from NHL 99. Yeah. So, yep. Belgium-Japan was a ripping game. Ripping game. That's one of the best of the World Cup. Yeah, and in fact, I I didn't watch that one live. I picked the uh, Brazil-Mexico match to watch, and that was a bit of a... Uh, a Brazil-Mexico first half, it had a lot of pace to it. It was not... It it mostly had Neymar rolling around a lot. He's such a tool. Um, That's the thing. You see players like... And Thiago Silva, he went down. Ronaldo and Messi... Messi never Not so much Messi. But Ronaldo, when he was early on in his career... He would roll around. But then you see them now, they go down when they're hit. You know, even if they're not overly hit, but they'll go down when they need to go down. Neymar, Neymar reckons... Neymar is ridiculous. Neymar and those guys reckon they get tackled hard in Spain and France. Obviously haven't played in England very often. He wouldn't He wouldn't survive in England. Who was the guy Neymar. at the City player? Ball? Was it Ball? Who's like stomped on Ronaldo? I don't remember. It was that we won the title, and he um, Ronaldo sort of went over, and he was sort of he was just lying on the ground for not like a split second, and ball. I think oh yeah, no, stomped on his on his, on his, on his abdomen. His abdomen, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he had stud marks on his chest, on yeah. his like his stomach. Then there was the penalty. He scored a penalty, and won the game. Yeah, we won disgusting. the we won, we won the title at. Uh, but just like and even you know you're playing guys like Jamie Carragher. I'm sure there's a Spanish Jamie Carragher. Do you remember Jamie Carragher splitting Nani's leg Ter- open? And everyone was oh, it was disgusting. But that's the point I'm trying to make. Is everyone they they're trying to plead innocence? Like Nani's sitting there, and that's the point with his making. leg gut. And Nani was in some ridiculous form at that stage. He was very good. But that's the point I'm making is that these guys, you know, Neymar reckons they come for him in France or like in Spain or whatever. Think again, mate. Yeah. Like seriously. He's not likable. I know that the, the young kids, the, the new generation... Mate, like- they don't watch games. They play FIFA and they watch YouTube highlights into <laughs> hard dance music. How's the and hair? They think he's amazing. He's come out in the group stages Why do they put hard with- dance music put every, Ministry of Sound. every YouTube clip? Is Ministry of Sound it. still a thing? Yeah, it's still a thing. That's the thing they were. It's not as huge, I suppose. Is it? I suppose it used to be like this Ministry of Sound, like the new. Like, yeah, it was a lot of anticipation. Now Ministry of Sound drop albums like it's. But now you just Steven go on, Seagal movies. You just go or on Spotify. <laughs> yeah, just go on Spotify. Yeah. What's the latest?
we're back. Uh, the batteries died again. I've got a dud set of Everready's. <laughs> Everready Super Heavy Duty. That is never ready. They are rubbish. They are ru- rubbish. Rubbish. Give us a give us a Kevin Keegan style. These batteries are rubbish. Rubbish. <laughs> I would love it. Love I would it. love it. Love if we could it. Get some batteries. I would love it if you lasted the full record. <laughs> so, just a lesson out there. Um, we are sponsored, of course, by MGA Traffic. We are not sponsored by EverReady Super Heavy Duty. We do not. We do not. Um, Duracells? Would you take Duracell? Usually, I get the Energizer ones with the yeah. the silver, and they got the orange like bolt on them. Oh yeah, you can test them and see if they've got. No, power no, no. Or... They're just like they're just really they're quite good. I don't know why I picked these up. <laughs> they're just terrible. So moving on, moving on. We we live and we learn. Fab was making a point before we were cut off about Brazil. I'm interested to see where it goes. I can't remember what I was talking about. We'll but, move on. Um, Messi. Yeah. I just want to say back to that right. weird Twitter thing. Um, like, am I, am I the only one who, who opens up Twitter in the morning and they're talking about like people are calling Messi a, like a fraud and they're saying he's no? You fraud? follow you follow some weird people. Oh, but wow, mm. man! Like David De Gea can't goalkeep. Lionel Messi's. No, I've been telling you for ten years he's a fraud. To be honest, like wow, he cops flack where he doesn't deserve it, oh. and when he deserves legitimate flack, as in analysis. On his game, hmm. a couple about three minutes before the end of that game, uh, the Argentina France game, he bursts through into the box, and on his right, yeah. absolutely spray. Nothing said. This is the best player in the he world. Was a bit off balance. Yes, yeah. but he, he was nowhere near it. Yeah. I would have expected more from him. Now, in two, that in that situation, in that situation you're not talking about the whole game. Two seconds later, he puts in a cross for the goal for Aguero, who needs to start. Yes. All right. Yes. Needs to start. Staggering that he didn't start. <laughs> did um, Dabala did did play at all? Not a minute. No. Not a minute. Can't a minute. believe it. Wow. Can't believe it. So might as well, may as well have brought Icardi across. No, may as well. Seriously, they should have sacked um, Sampali. What's with the sleeves? He didn't have the sleeves last World Cup when he was coach of... No, who was the coach in Chile? Yeah, Chile. Doesn't look good. Now he's like, you're an old man, you went the double sleeves. What a jerk. He looks off. like a bikey. Looks like an idiot. He does. He looks like George Columbaris with with sleeves. <laughs> Horrible. Anyway, what do you what do you think of I France? Think that if I quote a ten out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of France? Obviously playing um, into some really good form. Mbappe, I don't rate them. Mbappe looks like just about the most exciting player in the world. Yeah, he does. I want wow. to see what Mbappe does. I'm not writing him off. Don't don't get confused. But I want to see what he does in six seven years time when he loses his pace. Like like Fat Ronaldo, original Ronaldo. More like Giggsy. Giggsy evolved. Giggsy used to run past everyone. Giggsy couldn't run past everyone. Afterwards, he became a footballer. Will he have as much chest hair as Giggsy? Ronaldo. No, no one's got Ronaldo as much started chest off like his career with a lot of pace. Like he stapled a carpet to his chest. <laughs> Fat Ronaldo. No, no. Um, you're Ronaldo. Cristiano. You're Ronaldo, Sean. He still has pace. He still has pace, but he he bulked up. Still, that was he, kind he, of his he, other thing that he. Mm. You know, he yeah, you know what he actually did. He sort of became. Part-time football, a part-time bodybuilder. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. sort of yeah. did it. Hanging around all these boxes and things, and he was, you know, pumping up. You love the. I'm the not sure lift, if I do. I'm, I'm lifting just, up of the shorts pre. Um, what is he doing? I, I don't know Alexis what that is. Sanchez. Alexis Sanchez does that, but I think that's like, I've heard that it's something to do with them showing that they've worked hard and they're they're trying to get some air to their legs. Like that's the most. That's I said it last week. That is the biggest Yuri Cherkov moment. <laughs> It doesn't even make any sense. I thought you were actually going to give me something legitimate then. That's what I've heard. I don't, I don't know. Have you that's... seen Instagram, uh, Alexis Sanchez running Cobra Cabana Beach? 
in the off season. Was he his, mugged with his dogs? Did he have the shorts up? He, he had the shorts. <laughs> up. Usually though, they only have one. He's hard. They usually only have one leg up. Like Sanchez would have one of the legs up. They do it in preseason for tanning purposes only. Don't be fooled. Just train in underpants. Like quite seriously, it's like if we're going to do, if you want to tan they your put legs, some of that tanning I'll say this, this is a weird cultural thing. But if you want to tan your legs, just wear speedos. That may sound ridiculous. When, you when can't wear speedos on a football. in Italy, when you win a, a title or a champion, when there's a pitch invasion, the players already know that they're not leaving the pitch with anything other than their just their jocks. So it's like the crowd <laughs> will run on, and you basically have to surrender. <laughs> Your your shirt, your shorts, your socks, your shin pads, your you, basically everything by your underwear. They'll they'll spare you your underwear. So just Google it. You know, Jesus. You know Juventus. You know you know Scudetto celebrations and watch. This when, did never happen to Michelle Platini, did it? So uh, I've no, never. I think it's a out of all thing. the Scudetto, I once I had a poster once of. Are any of those Scudetto still recognised? Out of any, out of all of them that they've won, I've never heard that. I've never once heard this story. All right, but that's interesting. I'll, I, yeah, I'll yeah. probably never look, look it up. It up. <laughs> so it's going to be like a classic cartoon where like they get mobbed by a bunch of fans, and then the next take is they're naked, like all their clothes have been, you know, uh, yeah, like the oh, crowd, not... the crowd disperses, and he's just wearing underpants. Yeah, and there's guys walking off with full kits. If I, if I, like, if you were wearing, you know, a soccer top. Yeah. Do they are the shirts ripped from them, or do I take the shirt off? No, they take they, they anticipate. Okay. And um, yeah, what the shorts as well? They take their shorts off as well. Yeah. They Socks? take them all Everything. off and neatly fold them like a little bit of a sacrifice to the. I don't know. It's going to be hard to Google, but I I will post on our. What do you mean it's going to be hard to Google? There should be documented evidence of this. No, no, I will find it. Look, during the trophy celebration, it's the pitch invasion, and when when they get to you, you basically just surrender. Okay. And give in. I think okay. we'll probably start next week's podcast with an apology. <laughs> no, no so, evidence of this yes, at all. Yes, that'll be your apology to me. Okay. Never happened. Um, the other game we had was, was Uruguay and, and Portugal. No surprise. I thought Uruguay would get them. Yes, yeah, I Portugal, think I had them. Portugal are just one man. They're just really run of the, run of the mill. Mm. Mm. How far will, will Uruguay go? They, will they, they, they keep could do some damage. Out? They could do some damage. Mm. They, I reckon got, they can beat France. They've got the weapons. They have mm. the weapons to score. Can they... Can they keep a team like France out? That's, um, the, yeah. that's the question. I think that both teams will score. Mm. Um, Uruguay, absolutely. If Cavani doesn't play, it's an issue. Because what's he got? An, in, an injury. No, but I mean, it's like a is it car quad or something? I think I thought it was a quad. There's, I thought you were going to talk about yellow card issues because far out. Like if Colombia had to progress, they wouldn't have been able to feel the side for the next the next game. There was a lot of guys that were were out, and mm. I don't know whether you. You like the the yellow card thing where they're, you know... I don't, I don't mind the idea of looking at it like you wipe them after this game. Yes. I think that used to be the setup, didn't it? Now they wipe them after the group. Yes, and no matter... you can If you collect two in that in the entire tournament, then you, you're gone for the next one sort of thing. So I, I, I just reckon they should be group stage round of 16. And, and it refreshes. It refreshes, yeah. But then, oh, but then again, having said that, they probably set it up the other way. They probably re- rejigged it so that... You avoid guys getting a yellow card, Michael Balak, Paul Gascoigne. Mm-hmm. Guys getting a yellow card in the semi-final, and mm-hmm. then you're out of the final. Yeah. Or why don't they just wipe the slate clean for the semi-final? Yeah. It's a calf injury, I think. He's got calf swelling. He'll be right. So. But there, look, Uruguay, absolutely. They, they have the weapons. They have the weapons. You know, obviously, um, Suarez has been a touch underwhelming. He was a bit better the other night. 
He hasn't bitten anyone. He just he, he, hasn't he, he, he needs some, he needs a fresh kill. So um, you see what he is? Yeah, like you know, like you ever seen an Interview with a Vampire? Yes. It's not, not a great movie. Horrible. It's terrible. But you know, when, like they they get a like Lestat and what was Brad Pitt's character's name? I don't recall. Whatever. Um, and they, yeah, they get like a they get like a sense of blood and they just like lose their mind. Mm, that's that's Suarez. That's Suarez. He sees blood and he's well. Let's preview the quarterfinals. Can I just say? Yes. I, just wanna, I just want to before I get distracted because oh. I will forget to tell Alex this. Go for it. This is not sports related at all. They've cast Goose's son in Top Gun Two. They've cast Goose's son. Yeah, what the little kid who sat on the piano? Miles Teller will be playing Goose's son, and breaking news: he's a pilot. Huh. That's who I would have thought. I remember seeing that, thinking we don't need Goose's son. Just don't worry about it. Yeah, it's a bit of an odd one, isn't it? Like Meg Ryan going to be in it? No. Is he from War- the guy from War Dogs? Yeah, Miles Teller. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's, he's not great. Any further developments on T? They're shooting T2? TG two. You're not going to call it T two. Come on, mate. They already oh. named a T store that. <laughs> and Train Spotting two, which was excellent, by the way. Both aren't as good as Terminator two. Judgment Day, the original. What? T- Who T2. the fuck? Who's comparing Train Spotting two with T two? <laughs> Asians. They Who? Love, they love their T. <laughs> what? <laughs> Let's preview the last, the, the, the quarterfinals. On to, on to it, yep. We'll talk about Top Gun 2 if we get any more news. Uruguay, France. France, I think, will win. But Uruguay, Uruguay could, they could do some damage. They could win that one. Yeah. Absolutely, they could. I reckon that's, that's, that's a toss of a coin for me. Mm. I think France, France has got weapons. I just don't think they're, they're clicking for me just yet. Off, off. What I saw in the Argentina game I liked from France, I, th- yeah. I think they'll go through. But it's a great game. Oh, I'm looking cracking. forward to that Saturday. Yep. Cracking. What what time Saturday? Uh, midnight Saturday night. And it's four a.m. Saturday. Is that the England game? No, this is Friday night midnight. Friday night midnight. Oh, so Saturday morning. Saturday morning. Yeah, I get you. Sorry, get you. Then Saturday four a.m. is Brazil Belgium. Huge Fantastic. Belgium. Belgium should roll them. Belgium should. Oh, Belgium got scared by bloody no, Japan. No, no, no. Belgium. Belgium will do. I think. I, I felt bad for J- Japan in that they game. Played I thought really they played really well. Yeah, really good they game. Excellent. I think, as Simon Hill would call them, they these... overcommitted. That's all they did. They overcommitted. And what a team goal to finish it by Belgium. Brilliant. Like if they can produce that kind of scored by probably one of the best Premier League imports of all time, Nasa Chadley. <laughs> oh jeez. Got on the end of it. Set up by De Bruyne's. You know, through ball was just very magic, good. and then the leave by Lukaku oh, was thank just. You. I thought you, no, 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 I've got you, it you all. Don't really acknowledge. I've, I've got it all. Yeah, on this podcast. But, uh, how is um? How's Kevin De Bruyne going in that sweltering summer sun? He's pink. Wow, he's very pink. He's reddening up. Yeah, struggling a bit. Lobster man. Sidebar: I saw him in a photo with Salt Bay. Like, yeah, I did <laughs> on too. Instagram actually, post. yeah, I saw that. I was like, what is that? Was that at the? Did you send me a photo of Salt Bay with Mo Salah after he was injured? Yeah, probably. <laughs> I said rubbing salt into the, into the wound. Liverpool fans, you see, you see Liverpool fans seriously. Did you see them carrying on about Ramos? Ramos disappointed. Oh, yeah. Spain gets eliminated, yeah. and they're like, oh. "Karma, like, karma, don't go looking to, to Mo Salah for." And I was like, Sergio Ramos would not give two shits what Mo Salah thinks. Sergio Ramos has won 150 Champions Leagues. World Cup, World Cups, European Championship. I was crying, and then oh. they were saying, "I'll wipe, you know, dry your tears, this and that." But I yeah. think he was crying more out of the disappointment that his international career is probably over and his performances. But um, Sweden, England, I think we're all 
going with for England. What a, what a, seriously, I, you know, what a bummer I it st- would be if England get knocked out. I still think it's a, dan- it's a danger match. Sunday midnight. So Saturday night. We should have a, we should organise a group watch. That'd be that'd be great. Yeah, that'd be great. We'll take that off pod. Yep. No one else is invited. Don't turn up. <laughs> <laughs> we'll set a super secret location. Yeah, super secret location. Dangerous one. I, I I don't know what I saw in the from England in the Columbia game in terms of um, I suppose attack from you know from open play things from open play. I I don't know. I, I didn't see. They like? They're kind of like they're kind of playing like a better Australia. Yeah. Fundamentally okay. Cutting edge, not quite there. Need mm. a lot of penalties. Yes. Yes. They're rubbish. Rubbish. And they'll get they'll get taken care of. Who? Sweden. Oh, Jesus. I, I was talking about England. Yeah. But yeah. I would oh. love it. Love it. I think I don't think we can compare England and Australia. No, what I mean in the in the fundamental aspects of they they are How comfortable does Jesse look at this tournament? Jaylings looks good. Mm. Lionel Jesse. Yeah. Looks very, very good. They just, I think they need to have a bit more faith in him and uh, Rashford. Mm-hmm. Um, the the, sub- the substitution for Rashford in that in the Columbia game was great. When everyone looked to be sort of down and out, the energy was down. Rashford was the guy. I think he that. came on purely for penalty. Yeah, yeah, he did as well. It was a double. I double like thing, the but. whole extra extra man sub thing. Yep, I think it's a good idea. In extra time, extra yep. time. Yeah, it's a good idea. Like yeah, it. it's a good idea. Um, I think, look, to me, and we, we touched on it earlier, that's the thing. I want England to embrace the reality that they will never have a better opportunity than mm-hmm. this next week and a half. Without getting carried yeah. away. But they yeah. don't, no, no. That's just, what I mean. In recognize, this just recognize mm. the opportunity in front of you. Winning these tournaments is as much about what other teams are doing as what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Other teams fall by the wayside. They're not as good as maybe you thought they were. You know, the obstacles get cleared a little bit. You go on this side of the draw. And... It just opens up for you. You got to take mm. the opportunity. You got to you got to embrace. I think there's been a shift in the in the landscape, especially in the media. Yeah, and I think they have gotten behind this team more, so than they there's have. That, in there's the past. such a genuine optimism mm. that they haven't had for years. Mm. And, and yeah, no, I agree. It's, I mean, Bobo doesn't like that. You see, Bobo. What did Bobo do? Bobo. Bobo. How do I say it? Bobo. Bobo. Yeah. He didn't like it. They were talking about England, and he didn't. He didn't. He took umbrage to the the positivity. Was this on the locker room? Uh, it was on some kind of weird... He was B in sports? Sitting on a couch. Might have been B in sports. Yeah. He does a thing called a locker room. So no, it was like a paddle thing. Okay. And I thought to myself, mate, if you reckon there's stereos out of control, if they win the next two, if they're in a semi-final, oh. you think it's out of control? Cut, they'll, like I said earlier, they'll cut to fucking Hyde Park and there'll be 100,000 people singing It's Coming Home. You sent a photo of the motorways. Oh, in. that was brilliant. They, anyone, win one more, they win one more game and they're at least in a third-place playoff. The, the pandemonium, I sent the, uh, the group text. Um, somebody took a photo in the control room of whatever you want to call their Vic Roads equivalent, the mm-hmm. English, whatever they want to call their yeah. motoring authority. Traffic management centre. Traffic management centre. Mm-hmm. Um, and someone took a photo of the different screens showing all these highways up and down the country during the penalty shootout this morning against Colombia and there was Dead. like there was like two cars on about eight highways <laughs> it was just phenomenal those are and the guys that ran out of snacks and that to go and they thought they'd make it's it back emergency. in time. <laughs> I'll just whip out to the service station. That's that's what I don't get in some of the games. There's people leaving at half time to go get food, and they're just casually making their way back. The, they, ga- the game's they, kicked off. They, they paid a lot of money for these tickets. I and paid ninety quid to go and watch United play Spurs. You at missed Wesley. the whole thing. 
No, that was a different game. Oh, it was a different Missed game. Missed the first half because there was a, a nose to tail on the M6. That, <laughs> that was the, opening day. That closed the motorway. That closed the <laughs> arterial motorway to the north of the country for six hours. Far out. We you got to it. Go genuinely. around. Was we, that your dad's first game? Yeah, so we got there at halftime. <laughs> so we saw we <laughs> saw Rooney, we saw Rooney score and they lost in the end. But um, what were we saying? I got talking about oh you, you said about the. The halftime, like I said, yes. went to see United play Spurs. At that stage, it was the most attended Premier League game in history at Wembley. Um, the Arsenal game a couple of weeks later, which I also went to, the North London derby then passed it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there are, there are people going to get stuff at halftime because halftime doesn't go long enough. Yep. And they're missing ten minutes. Yeah. Of the half. Yep. You can't. You have to leave at the 85th minute mark if you want to get home that week. Yeah, I don't get it. Because the train at Wembley Park is a disgrace. Mm. But, no, again, I don't understand. You go to the World Cup, presumably you don't live in Russia. Yeah. Travelled halfway yeah, across the world. Just sit in your seat for 90 minutes. You go to an AFL grand final and these degenerate alcoholics leave Fabs, are halfway through. Are you a teetotaler? I'm not a teetotaler. I'm far from a teetotaler, but... They Just get up and they, Fab you know, gets a couple of beams into eight, him up at the lake. Eight, eight beers along, you know, oh, excuse me, mm-hmm. mate, excuse me, mate. You better just leave... Dropping them in the, the other side, mate, because you ain't getting through here. Do you, you get a, you get a couple of beams into you, don't you, up at the lake? <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> anyway, the yeah. So the England, the England swearing. Don't go- duck that. I like a drink. No, I like a drink, especially when the when the fire's crackling. I yeah. I, I, I quite enjoy. Fabus said, and I quote, "He takes control." No, no, that I come into my own at yeah. night. Absolutely, absolutely. Hmm. I love it. There's like a fire. A there's, there's there's no one can see you. There's more. Um, <laughs> There's, there's a there's a fire. There's music. Where are you? Sorry, Lake. At Lake Hilden. Lake Hilden, of course. Do you have like yeah. a? Is it? Do you have? Like I a- struggle during the day because I don't. If you try and go to Lake Hilden to see Fab in coming, you won't see him. He's not. He doesn't go anymore. He's nocturnal. He doesn't go anymore. He's like a bat. I go for a couple of days. I go for a couple of days. But um, it's proof. It's your the highlight of your year, isn't it? When you go up to Lake Hilden. It's the highlight of my my year. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a, there's a misconception. I I. I, I prefer the after hours activities and during the day it's just a bit bit hot and a bit long. Get the jet ski out, you're going out on the lake. No, that's the thing, I don't I don't partake in the water sports. So Maybe you should. I, I'm too fat and heavy to <laughs> partake in the water sports, so uh Are you just yelling at it, uh, yelling at your I young, don't your, are that. you just yelling at your young man all day? No, no, we've never been up there with the kids really. Harvey was like one and a bit. We I can there. imagine him up there with Harvey now, just all day. No, I'd, I'd actually probably Harvey? enjoy Harvey. It. Harvey, put him on a leash. Yeah, <laughs> just tie. <him laughs> no, no, I think with the kids up there, it'd be all right. No, it's just I don't do well with heat, and obviously I, you know, no one does well with heat. Heat sucks. So, um, but after after hours, I uh, and that sun goes down. I give myself a solar shower. A what? A solar shower. Yeah, okay, a solar bag. You, yeah. I have a shower, and I uh, fresh. Generally, put on my Carlton hoodie and a pair of slacks, and what? sit sit around the fire. It gets very cold at night. Very cold. And you put on a pair of slacks. Slacks. Pants, sorry. Not slacks. Like business slacks. Business <laughs> yeah, yeah, trousers. Put a yeah. three-piece suit on. No, put, put on the I pants. Put on a tuxedo. Start the fire. Start the fire. I generally do most of the work for, with the fire, but Ben comes along and drops a match. While they're out in the... Gets the, gets the credit. Oh, Ben, nice fire. But that's another story. Yeah. And, um, yeah, have a few drinks. I'm going to be honest with you. I like it when the girls go to bed and then you get the older boys... Talking a whole lot of shit that you generally don't hear 
them saying it's which, like a triple M radio show. Yeah, but the guy the guys doing the talking are like between fifty and seventy, so it's, it's quite it's quite funny. It's I'm quite funny be, when I'm they let be loose. Honest with you, it's Gran Torino style. Wow, Gran Torino. It's a good film. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. This sounds like a nightmare. No, it's not. It's not a nightmare. It's not a nightmare. Sounds I like just a cruise down the river. I, I struggle with heat, and obviously, if, if I could, if I could get my fat ass at the water to do some water sports, it'd be a lot more enjoyable during the day. Maybe but, that's something you can aim for. Um, what? Lose forty kilos and put, put on some muscle. No. <laughs> Imagine how good that'd be. It would be good. You should do it. You need the Queen Mary to tow me out of the water. <laughs> out of the water. So uh, <laughs> need, need the. Uh, <laughs> I'll just go for a splash around with, with the boys. So good, good. How do we? We've gone down that? the garden path here. Can we no just way. talk about Russia, Croatia, and finish yeah, this thing off? Yeah, yeah. That's 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 the uh, that's the final that no one really. Yeah, can a, Russia do it? Can they? It depends how how long peptides take to kick in, but they can. Mate, can I just say one thing? Seriously, all this rubbish about them on on the on the drugs. On the peptides. The fans want to hear on it. The Essendon, they want some investigative the, journalism. They want to know Dank, what's going on. On the Stephen Dank, Ivan Drago diet. It's not It's not happening. Look, if I it's just, if I wanted to be the best tennis player in the world... You juice up. I don't just take a bunch of steroids and then all of a sudden I'm you know, sending down aces past Roger Federer. You actually have to have some ability. I don't take a bunch of roids and then all of a sudden I'm like the you best player you've ever seen. I agree. You have to have some ability. But roids if you can run for days, if you can run for days, they don't make they don't roids don't make you a better player. They don't make they you a more skillful to player. They allow you to recover. I don't disagree with that. But we just I think we're giving the rush the Ruskies, lemon Ruskies, Smirnoffs. I think they'll I think they'll get done by Croatia. Croatia should beat them because Croatia are a better team. They should beat them. Yeah, they'll have too much class, yeah. I think. And get the job done. Yep. Cool. That's it. That's it? You're done? I was done 15 minutes ago. You guys started bringing up. Lake Eildon. Yeah. I think we should all go up and do a on the road. You would struggle. Oh, man, I hate everything about that trip. Being outdoors, sun, <laughs> company. A company I like. Company's the good part. I hate everything about it. Company's the good part. You know, my favourite part. Of like going on something like that is it's mm. like the end of the day when I can remove myself from it entirely. Nah, see, but you, you're the type of, you go to your tent and go to sleep. Yep. That's not that's not the point. See, I'm hanging for that sun to go down, and for most people to go to sleep, and that's like, when like that's when that's we, when it becomes in, in our in our younger real days fun. when we used to go out and um, what was it, Alex? It was Cheers on a Tuesday, Room on a Thursday. Oh jeez! Don't act back like into you the, don't. Alex, come on, come on, mate. Oh, it's okay to bring up Eildon. Uh, let's have a laugh at fat struggles out there at Eildon. Hey, I tried to move on. No, you loved it. I tried to move don't on. Don't act like you don't remember. Remember, we went to Eve. Yeah, yeah, we didn't get in. Yeah, uh, was it that? Was that the one where we were standing in line and then um, it wasn't moving and this van rocked up? Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And the door opened and it was Dipper. And all his, <laughs> and all his, and all his mates. Not a word of a lie. You know who it was? It was Robert Dippier Domenico and the guy from the Richie's ads. And they got Not preferential treatment. They the got, guy with the Richie with the lift. Yeah, they got led. <laughs> they got led straight in the door. It's unbelievable. Is that, is, that, is that Wayne Richie? Uh, maybe. I think at that point we said this place sucks. Is this the nightclub that's the, uh, the BP service station? Yeah, it's under a under a fucking freeway. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's, like, it's, it's like attached to like a ho- like a dingy hotel. It was like the hottest club in town, but it was under like an Did overpass. Did Mark Murphy own part? Nah, it's some guy. Some guy who um, they all knew like Juddy and stuff. 
Yeah. But um, the, the point I'm trying to make is when we would go out and like get barred from entering clubs because there were you? five guys. Oh, oh, I don't know. 19, 20? So you rock up like a sausage factory. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a pack of snacks. And wonder um, why they weren't letting us they in. They weren't, weren't letting us in. Um, but we, my favourite part of that is afterwards, I'd be like... To yeah, Dipper and all his mates. There's not a single woman in that van <laughs> and they're just straight in. Dipper, he's got a D-grade, D-grade celebrity guy Dipper and he just goes Wayne straight Ritchie in. Rock up and they just go, right this way, Dipper. They just let him straight in. And he wasn't... He was he was like sloppy dressed as well. His like, shirt wasn't tucked in. What is with that? I, like saw, was, I reckon I was waiting in line for... A, Silk Bar, Silk Road or something. Yeah. Silk and Road. Yeah. Silk Road. Is that where the Hyatt was? Uh, yeah, yeah. Dermot Brereton strolls across the street in track pants and, a, <laughs> and this shirt that had stains on it, T-shirt, <laughs> and just walks straight in. I like how oh. they're letting Dermot Brereton in like it's 1987. <laughs> oh, yeah, Dermot. Yeah, I was a guest. That's how... That's how like little we have, like we're, we're bereft of celebrity. Mate, I was a guest when Dipper rocked up in the Mercedes Vito and got out. <laughs> good with, enough for the with for the Wayne future, Ritchie. Good enough right. for the future king. Yeah, but the point I'm trying to make, I used to like at the end of the night when we'd go get BB and T. Yeah, that place. That was my highlight of the night. That. It disappeared. It's gone. It was replaced mm. with a Burger Edge. BB and T. And for a little while, the one burgers, on burritos, nachos, and tacos. It was amazing. We used to go there all the time. The guy never remembered me. I lighted Sean's night. Yeah, it was actually. It was the, how good were the chips? Except the guy never remembered you. He remembered everyone else's name, but he never remembered my name. Gabby. I remember his name. Yeah. He's, Gabby is responsible for one of the funniest things I've ever heard a restaurateur tell a customer mm. when they were going out of they business. They were going down the toilet. They were going down the tube. And some guy, like this drunk idiot, like remarked to him, he made an order. He ordered like a, a medium fries or something. No, he ordered like pack six or something. No, it was like nothing. It was oh, like okay. it was like the minimum spend, like a thing of chips. And he's like, "It's like I can't believe." It. He goes, "Why are you guys? Why are you guys going out of business?" And Gabby was like, "Because people keep buying just chips." <laughs> After he took his four dollars for the order, went back and it was it wasn't there. It was gone. It was gone. It was, the place was gutted. The one on Swan Street became Detour, which was basically the same thing. A lot of guys remember my uh, my name when I order food, Alex. But uh, yeah, you get. Uh, I, I, I don't go under my. You go by your dad's name. This is a quick story. We'll top, finish off with this. I I never order under Fabian because when you're ordering Asian food, they don't get Fabian. It's just that they don't acknowledge the name exists. Um, what do they think it is? Baby. I once ordered. We went to Grilled, and I was one of the first to order, and I. We ordered and then we went sit, sat down. It was a large group, probably 10 of us. Yeah. And me and Nell were the first ones to sit down. And my order came out really quick. She goes, I've got an order for baby. And I went, you've got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> but yep, that's me. And I went, yep, that's me. And Nellie's like, what baby? And I said, look, I've gotten worse. So now when I ring, I order under my dad's name, under Tony. Do you ever forget? No. I... I, I Mate, sometimes I leave Tony even when it's not in a non-food ordering situation. It's just easier for me to leave the name Tony. So I order my fish and chips one day. I walk in and the guy goes, hey, g'day, Tony, blah, blah, blah. He goes, I think your order's ready. So I went there to get my order. He goes, oh, no, no, that's for the other Tony. I look in the corner and it's my old man. <laughs> he goes, why are you using my name? <laughs> it's not your name. Yeah. 
So, so was... you Tony Junior? No, just Tony. Yeah, Tony Junior. Oh, at the at the we went to a we Malaysian. Should call Harvey Tony the Third. <laughs> we went to a Malaysian restaurant. My brother's name is Anthony. Right, and so we went to a Malaysian restaurant, which I've always. I, I sorry, it's a Thai restaurant, and I usually order under Tony. So we we go to order in, and the guy who works behind the counter, he's an Aussie bloke, Man United support. So we generally have conversation. Hey, Tony, how do we go? Is that this the one? Way? Is that the one we went to? No, no, no. And um, so I get there. We we ate in that night because it was Father's Day. We thought we'd bring the in-laws and my parents out. We'll just have a quick meal. And at the end, he comes over. He goes, oh, Tony, how you going? You here for Father's Day? And I said, yeah, yeah, no, this is my dad. And my dad goes, g'day, mate. My name's Tony. So he goes, oh, yeah. To which my brother, anyone who knows my brother, you know, God love him. My brother has to always rush in, introduce himself. He's kind of the life of the pace. My brother goes... G'day, mate. My name's Anthony. And he, and he goes, is this your brother? Yeah. And he's looking like, he's all fucking called Tony. <laughs> so I've got, like, you could tell he was looking at us like, what's going on? I used to think this guy was more. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. That's a nice, that's a nice trip down the Guadagnolo <laughs> family photo good, album. It's good like, place to finish up. It's like National Lampoon's. Oh, yeah. Can be at times. Well, All that right. was good. Thank you very much for listening. Thank uh, you. Alex Billen. Take care. Fabian Guadagnolo. Yes, before I leave, I oh. wish a happy 70th birthday to my dad on, on Friday. Happy birthday, Tony. Enjoy the... Does he know what he's Not getting? Not you, but the other Tony. No, he doesn't know what he's getting. I was going to say enjoy the gift, but I won't. Gift. We'll point to it. Yeah, it's there. It's yeah. in the corner. Yeah. Okay. All right. And from Fabian, of course, and from me, Sean, thank you very much. Ciao. Do-do-do.